and I just walk up to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX. As always, streaming live on Facebook Live, Twitch TV, all the good stuff. Soon to be starting podcast segments. We'll get more of that later in the show. But this is tonight. Podcast is next week. My name is Creighton Branch. The man next to me, Micah Ka Cole. How's it going, Micah Ka Cole? It's going good, Creighton. Another week, man. Another week in the books. It went by quick. The week or the uh, show? Because the show just started. The week. Ah. Yeah, it did, actually. I love getting to the show. Favorite part of the week. That's good. That is good. That's what I intended for this when we started it. If you hated coming to the show, I guess it wouldn't be it as good It might be better than Fridays for me. What's on Fridays? Just the fact that it's almost the weekend. <laughs> ah, okay. I see. But, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. I do, I do like these, uh, these days and these nights. And it's even nicer now that we're not going 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's we're, it's we're, different just uh, sitting around for a while. Like, now you get to come in a little earlier, so uh, it's nice. Get a little more prime time slots. That is true. What we deserve. All right. Starting the show, as always, or what's what, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, what is what is... Oh, something. What is what is. But what's what is just a little thing that me and Mike could do where we we tell each other something interesting we saw in the world of sports this week. Now, it doesn't have to be from this week. It just has to be something that we've seen from this week. And it can range from stuff as food to betting lines to certain stats. Some very, very yeah. interesting some, stuff. To, to mouth, what mouthpieces are made of. That was definitely one that is apparently <laughs> stuck. Um, so, yeah, they can be anything. Micah, as always, goes first. So... Michael, what's happening in the world of sports? What is going on? What is what? Well, I'm going to have another baseball on this week. Uh, uh-huh. This week, Creighton. It'll actually, it, it kind of ties into the World Series and, you know, Hall of Famers. Because, you know, Hall of Famers are for the best players. But this one might actually surprise you. Because, I mean, whenever you think of Hall of Famer, you think of championships and those kinds of things, right? Yeah. World Series MVPs, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, let's just put it this way. 13 <laughs> Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. Only 13. Have won a World Series MVP. Three of them have only won it twice. Can you potentially name any of those three that have won it twice? Yeah, they're old, aren't they? Yeah, they're There's... already in the Hall of Fame. Interesting. I guess your computer <laughs> has an my, idea. That was over my there, notification Creighton. over there. Yeah, it's got. A, <laughs> that was my idea popping into my head. <laughs> You know, before I tell you who, you know who I wish I could say would be that league MVP? I mean, the World Series MVP? Who? I wish I could say Nolan Ryan. I, oh, wish, I wish. I wish. But he's only won one World Series, and that was with the Mets. Yeah, not even with the that team. That was earlier then. in his career. <laughs> okay, who? That's rough. Because he probably would have won a couple times. How about Babe Ruth? Surprisingly, no. Really? He was not I could have seen that because he was like, yes, he was good, but the point of Babe Ruth was that he was just, Playing among, I mean, he was just so much dominant compared to everybody else he was playing with at the time. So I could see if they got to the World Series and won that he would be that kind of guy. Okay. And surprisingly, another one is not Yogi Berra. Yeah, which no. is shocking because he won ten straight. He won ten World Series with the Yankees. All right, I'm gonna guess one more time, and then and then we'll Go for and it. then you tell me. Mm. One more guess of maybe yeah. one of the three. Barry Bonds. Surprisingly, no. Oh, who is it? Reggie Jackson. No, oh, I, I could have. Yeah. Sandy Koufax. 
Oh, that's a good one. And Bob Gibson. Yeah, Sandy Koufax. That would have been... Oh. Those are some good players, man. That is... That's impressive. That's a very uh, small list. Yeah, but I mean, like, think about how good those players are. Mm-hmm. Sandy Koufax. I, I wonder if there's any Hall of Famers right now that we're looking at that have multiple World Series. I mean... Or MVPs. Like who? I don't think so. Ah, uh, no. I don't just think don't so. see that very often. Or like no, it's teams not. winning, that's, you know, that's, a couple of times. That's why it's know. so hard. The Astros might be the closest this year if they can pull that out. We'll see. You like your water over there? Yeah. <laughs> you just, and I love the way you're swinging it. Uh, all right. Um, man, not bad. So much dominant. But Seriously. mine is actually baseball too. Really? However, it is a betting line. That I have to give you, and this is one. Of the, <laughs> usually, these numbers don't get that high, but this one was what are you pretty. Talking about last night, this one was pretty high. No, actually, I'll tell you what this one's about. All right, so there was two sports tickets today. Oh, um, in the books. One, it was uh, DraftKings at Scarlet Pearl, and then Bo, um, Bo Ravage. Is today's game? No, no, no. I'll tell you what it is. Bo Ravage, which is uh, part of the MGM. Line. All right, but the the Bo the Bo Ravage one is just a a six hundred thousand dollar bet. That's high. However, together there was there were, these two bets equaled out one point six million to net one point three four million, not to win a game. The Astros had to win the entire World Series. <sighs> Rest in peace. 1.6 million on the Astros to win the World Series. That's a lot of money to bet on a team to win three more games. That's pretty ballsy. That's just really point. high up there in a number, man. I don't know. Oof. Could, what do you, that what, was a bad call on this You think part. so? Yeah. Because do you know who you're oh, up against? And then they put another one. Somebody else put 1.6. <laughs> man, somebody man really... someone's really filling the Astros. A couple people, wow, that is. they're about to lose a lot of money, in my opinion. Wow. I'm saying. Those, they're about to lose a lot of money. Those tickets were in Mississippi, by the way. <laughs> Holy cow. I don't know what, what person thought that was a good idea, but... That's rough. He's about to lose a lot of money. That is rough. 1.6. Are you that confident? Am I? Not even to win a game. I have to win the whole series. And the buyout's not even that good, if you ask me. It's a 1.34 buyout. That's wow. all you're getting. Wow. I, I so somebody know. literally put down $1.6 million. Yeah, over the course of two different... Who was it? They, they, don't, they don't say, unless that person... <laughs> There's no way that's not like... No, that's what I think it is. The, I mean, The Memphis Grizzlies owner or something like that. I don't know. The Memphis Grizzlies owner? I don't know. <laughs> that's the one you come up with? Wait, or, that's or, awesome. Or the GM or the whatever... The, I don't even know. No, the director. I'm just curious on why the, the Memphis Grizzlies was the one that popped Ole Miss in. Miss or something. Oh, okay, I see. Sorry, I was for some reason I was thinking Tennessee. Oh, uh, okay, I was wondering. I was like, man, out of all the people that could afford a 1.6 million dollar ticket, I would I, not I really think it was the know. Memphis Grizzlies owner. <laughs> you never know. Huh? Oh yeah, he makes a couple. He makes a good amount of money, just not as good as everybody else. That's true. How it much would you? How much market. would you put in the Nationals to win? 1.6. Oh heck no. What would I don't you put? Have that kind of money. If you had it. If I had it, would you put down 50? 50 grand? Feel, no, 50. Oh, if I had the if money? If you had the money. Money's not an object. Oh, what would you put? I feel pretty confident. 1.6? I would not put that much. Yeah, no that's way you're putting much. one point. That's a lot of money. I'd put down a grand. Yeah, that's... 
All right. I That's mean, a lot, though. I, I see you're very stingy with your bets. Okay. I, well, because I want, I'm careful with my money. I would just throw it around. I should have put that bet on Tiger when we were there. I thought about texting you that day I know. and telling you to put money down for me on Tiger because I was kind of feeling it. 251, man. <sighs> I would have put 100 bucks down. Dang. Yeah. Y'all can do the math on that. Oh, my god. Could have paid for a trip to New Orleans next year. Could have paid for two trips to New Orleans. <laughs> Still enjoying that water? Yep. <laughs> Let's talk some Mavericks. All right. Part of the second segment that we do here, or the part of the first segment, the second half, is we talk UTA. We're going to go back to volleyball as it's about to close out the season. And once again, Micah, I know, it is just that a gut deflating. punch that, that was... this team is now sitting at 11 and 10, 3 and 6, 3 and 6 in the conference. And they just collected back to back losses. Back to back losses to South Alabama, losing 3 to 1, Troy. and Troy losing 3 to 1. And I believe, didn't that Troy game, did they win the first set? Yeah, they won the first set in a, both. Of both. And they lost the next four. All right, Micah. Now, I will add, oh. Kylie Jedlica went out in the second game. Um, she went out and went to the She's doctor. had some issues all year. I don't know Just what with is. whatever Supposedly you want to. she was sick, but dang, that's rough. I mean. Kylie Jedlica is easily my favorite player on this team. And whenever she's not out there, you can obviously tell, you know, the difference that she makes, the different, the, what a difference maker she is. All you can right, just tell so, the difference whenever she is on the floor and is not on the floor. They have a 6-7 and seven record at home, 2-2 two and two away. And their next match is against Appalachian State there. We don't play another home game for a while, for a couple weeks. But Until homecoming weekend. Here we go, sitting at 11-10, and 10, Micah. I mean, and the conference isn't good either. Yikes. What is it? I mean, is this season? I mean, this is, what do you think? I mean, it's turning into, has, it, has the season been... A failure? You gotta win the next six <laughs> to turn this around. To make it to make it seventeen and ten. Yep. I don't know how this team's going to advance if I'd, if if we get if we if whoever we're playing, I guess would be a better idea. Well, first uh, off, you gotta be healthy because it's clear whenever your 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 depth comes in. Yeah. I mean, boy, it's rough. I love these girls. They compete hard, but they're just not good enough. Well, yeah, they to, get to well, they get themselves in holes. And and that all too, the time doesn't help. And there should be games that they they should win, but they lose. Like they're I, honestly to me, they shouldn't have lost the South Alabama game. They really shouldn't. Have. Like you were no, there, South and Alabama I was there. Was good, but I they think they were ten games over five hundred. But they're if not I, ten games over five hundred. I believe so. Yeah, they're one of the best teams. Let me see. They're one of the best teams in the conference. I know that much, but they are fifteen Troy, and seven, yeah. so they're almost ten games over. Yeah, okay. Did they're they eleven. They're Saturday? eleven and home. At, 11-0 at home, 4-4 four and four away. So they can be beat on the road. But they took it to us. And then, of course, they just Troy, like the better team. Troy yeah. wasn't a good game either. I consider that pretty ugly, too. I mean, there's just been some really bad losses. And honestly, at this point, when we were at the very beginning of the season, watching them play against DBU and then Texas A&M, and then they came back and beat Houston, and then... Incarnate Word and Southern. We were feeling pretty, we were feeling pretty right okay because we're like, oh, this team, you know, has something. They they can find a way to to punch it out over five sets and win. But it just doesn't feel like that kind of team anymore. And it feels, feels like, like there's something a lo- disconnected. Yeah, here. yeah. Like, because I know the talent's there, but it just doesn't it? feel like. Is it? I all think there? so. Okay. At least for this conference, you would think so. You would think so. You would. But, this team. For the conference aspect, 
is too good to be three and six. I don't know. That is that a coaching issue? Possible. Or a mental issue on the players. Like because you can see the players are frustrated. And I would be on, too. You saw it on Friday and Saturday. They looked frustrated. Um like they went up to this early lead, they got the first set. Uh but then, you know, just for some reason, I don't know what it is, but they just I don't know what words to put, really. It was lost the last three sets. I would be like they just couldn't ever get an edge after No, they never and they're never once they once they go down, it's very hard for them. They do it, but it's not easy. It's a lot easier for other teams to score points than for us to score points. When when we go down, we have to really fight. Because they can be more aggressive. Yeah, we have to fight really hard to get those points back. But other teams can just score so easily. And I mean the defense isn't there sometimes. Sometimes it's service errors. It's it's a whole mental lapse half the time. And, you know, with with St. Germain and Walt from what we've seen earlier in the year with her and then obviously the talent Jedlica brings and, and Fisher. And I got to say something else, speaking of all that, the rotations have been so just, I mean, they so odd, I would say, sometimes. Like, they're... There's some games where, you know, Fisher has a great game and the next game she's not playing. Or for the South Alabama game, the whole, like, he only rotated eight eight people? Eight yeah. people. It's not a good rotation. Whereas South Alabama almost rotated the entire roster. And there was, it's not like those those eight players were getting tremendous productivity. There was other people on that bench that I think could have, and that happened. Honestly, they came in, they came in and they did good. I agree. Um, I I have one question, particularly with the bench. I don't know why Michaela Wright's not coming in more. You like her? Well, I mean, I, here's well, the thing. It's nice to have that. She's so wishy washy, though. You never know what you're gonna get with her, that's, right? It's a fair assumption. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> that's not a personal. I feel like I feel like there's more well, upside to her than downside. Oh, absolutely, and, and that's I why mean, I think you give her I'm the playing time. On a defensive aspect with her height, yeah, well, that's so true. clearly something's not working. Why don't you try something different? Throw her in there a little more. Change I something up. I don't mind. Because sometimes it's nice to see a new the, face. The thing that, I don't, that, I, that I'm not a big fan of is only going eight deep when I know you can go deeper than that. And I'm looking out there, and it's either Fisher... Or whoever else, whoever else you want to name is just completely gassed because they've played the entire game. I agree. When there's people on the bench that can do just as good, and you can give them rest, and then now you're that, and you see during the end of the games when these players, mentally, have, you know, it could get to them. Well, yeah, and when you're and when these players have played the entire game at the end of the game, they're not near as fresh, and so holes start to open up, and that's allowing teams to start to score points, and it's just it's just odd, and honestly. I really thought this team was going to probably only maybe lose seven, eight games, which I think they are In good, good enough to do. I think, if the, I mean, it's hard, but it's, I think it's doable. But here we are, barely sitting over 500. And at right now, for the, for the Sunbelt Conference tournament, whoever we play, are you confident we can win in advance? No? No, I'm not feeling too good right now, Creighton. I'm just going to be honest with you. Got to pick it up. There's a couple more games left here at home that they should win, and then they got to win some on the road. They really got to win the next six. That would do it. They got to win the next six to buy me back 
Yeah, so you're off the no train less, right now. You're no off the less train than right five now. Five out of six. Okay. But, no, that's fair. That's fair. Man. We'll see what happens. It's rough. It is rough. We'll see. I what, know that they have what what it takes. Yeah. It's just something's got to change. Got to stop getting coaching. yourself. I don't know. I, I don't man. know if it's something in the locker room. I don't know. I don't know. All we know is you got to get stop getting yourself in the holes and having to dig yourself out of two sets down. And another thing is I don't know if it's a lack of trust. Of, yeah, it of could your be. Depth. It could be. It's almost like the Cowboys. They don't it acts like it. It looks like it from up from where we trust call. Trust your depth. Trust that those girls. They just, can do. They can. They, they're on the team for a reason. We'll see what happens when they go on the road. First take on Appalachian State. They'll be back here at home against who is it? Uh, I'm not sure. Creighton. Texas State's last game. Yeah, I know that much. Ah, I can't remember Little Rock. Before that. There, you there go. it is. Thank you to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Little Rock on November 8th. So come check them out if you can. Last two games, got to get them in. Got to watch this team. Cheer them on. All right. Coming Good week next. for the Cowboys. Let's talk about that next here on the Hot Seat. You're listening to UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, SoundCloud. As we talked about before the show started, we'll be on SoundCloud starting next week, but we'll get into that at the end. All right, we already are on SoundCloud. Don't get, don't get the audience all confused now. No, I meant, sorry, podcasts. Sorry, podcast. But we will be on SoundCloud with the podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll add more, we'll add yeah. more, more content. Yes, to sir. But Creighton, join the League of Superheroes racing against child abuse. 500 children are currently waiting on the powerful voice of a CASA volunteer. You can be a superhero for abused children through CASA of Tarrant County's sixth annual superhero run. This family-friendly 5K and one-mile fun run will take place on October 26th 2019 at Leviat Pavilion in Arlington. Every child needs a hero, Creighton, but abused children need superheroes. For more information and to register, please visit speakupforachild.org. The debate is, is it Casa or Casa? I don't know. You tell me. It's like Taco Casa, so it's Casa. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> it's not me and you debating this. Here, let's ask it's our people it's the outside the- world debating this. And I cannot believe that a liner has caused this much se- uh, separation from everybody. But Here, let's just change it up each time we go over Casa next. Or Casa, oh, to make the mass happy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows, apparently. Ah, it's all right. We're getting through it. All right, Ka. Ooh, good week for the Cowboys. Yes. Victory uh, Wednesday, I guess, on the show. Sure. For once <laughs> in the last month. It's been a while. I hate the uh, depression Wednesdays. <laughs> it's not fun. That's what we'll start calling them. <laughs> depression Wednesdays, Victory Wednesdays. Well, I know where it's Depression Wednesday right now, and it's not Dallas. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles took it to Arlington on Sunday for the NBC Sunday night football game. Sure did. Uh. And after Carrie Underwood <laughs> sang that song, the Cowboys got rolling and beat the Eagles down 37-10. to 10. Man, the some Eagles stats coach for, certainly knows what he's talking about. Some stats for you, Kyle. I'm not going to mention his name. Glad you remembered so that. All right, Kyle, before you go, here's some stats for you. Carson Wentz, 16 for 26, 191 yards, one touchdown, one interception, a QBR of 29.3. Dak Prescott, 21 of 27. 239 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 
QBR of 65.1. Really? Zeke Elliott, 22 carries for 111 yards. It's good to see him back five for the average and one touchdown. You know what surprised me in this game? What's up? Was the fact that the Cowboys were able to get the run game going against this uh, it helps. Uh, this defense. Well, here's the thing, though. What? The Eagles have not allowed more than 50 rushing yards of, of offense against the You're defense right. this entire year. Yeah, you just doubled up on that. Holy cow. Where has this play calling been? That, no, that's a great question because doesn't it, it look so much different than usual? So was uh, my guess is Jason Garrett was just sitting there and not doing anything. <laughs> I'm totally fine if he just no sits idea. back and does nothing. I'd rather have a log up there than Jason Garrett calling plays. I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not criticizing him as a person. Oh, Jason just, Garrett? Yeah. Oh, as a person. I was yeah, like, you do not love the coach. I do not love Coach Clap. No, you do not. Okay, I don't care if he sits there and claps all day. That's fine. <laughs> just don't coach. Just let your offensive coordinator, defensive was coordinator it, do their job. You can clap all you want. To was you. it because huh? the running game got going they were able to do everything else? I think so. Because uh, the running game typically opens up the pass game. Yeah. And that also opens up play action, which we like to do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that was great to see. Dak looked good. Uh, forget Didn't the QBR. Um, 65. I, th- I know it was kind of low. 65. That's good. I mean, it's I'm, good. I'll consider that pretty I all right. Was, I thought it was a. Uh, could have been. Should That's been low higher. for him. That's good. That's low for him. And he's not a top 15 player on the list this week. So I don't get that. But I don't well, know. Well, apparently nobody knows. But, um, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. But um, I will say it would have been very disappointing if we didn't beat the Eagles. Um, I know last week we both picked them to beat the Eagles. But. They also have a lot of problems in the locker room. It seems to be divided. Yeah. I mean, their coach going out and saying, we're going to win this game, and they just get clapped uh-huh. by Coach Clap somehow. <laughs> but the half, man, it was tw- it was 27-7. I mean, they were rounding them. And they ended up, I mean, they ended up beating them by 27 points. Yeah. It's really interesting. Here, it's just how this came. They just blew it up. It's like, really? It was, good. It was great to see it again. And here's my, here's my takeaway. You can have your Carson Wentz. I'll take my Dak Prescott. You <laughs> cannot convince me that Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott. I can't. All the times they've played each other. It seems like we've won every we've won the last four. Yeah. I don't care if you've won or lost. Most of the time, Dak Prescott has outplayed Carson Wentz. And when I look at the two, I just like Car- Carson like, Wentz I, only beaten us like once. Yeah, I just like only beaten us once or twice. I like Dak Prescott's. I'm not sure how to look. Actually, it is twice. It is twice. I'll, I, I like Dak Prescott's game so much more than Carson Wentz. Maybe may, maybe on the well, technicality side of it, um, yeah. Carson Wentz is, I guess, better. But, man, when it comes down to snapping that ball in between the lines and everyone's watching you and you got to make the plays, I'm taking my quarterback. I'm taking my quarterback all day. So I want to pose a question to you what? because I think it's an interesting one to bring up. Let's say we go back to that draft. Where does Dak get drafted, seeing what he's done? Like, let's say you knew this was going to happen. Where do you pick him? If we did Overall, it over again. If we did it over, like, what round would he, would he go in the first round? He'd go round? in the first round. He'd have to, right? I think so. He'd have he's to go in really the first good. round. He's been really good. He's exceeded every expectation you could have possibly imagined for a fourth rounder. <laughs> oh. Did you ever see oh, him getting to this point? down. Um, As a fourth rounder? <laughs> did I? I saw potential. I didn't know he was going to be like. I didn't know that I was going to be able to trust an entire team 
with him snapping the ball. But boy, can we? <sighs> he's I, looked good. Um, what? I know he's had his ups and downs, but you know that's part of the learning curve. Whenever he first started, he seemed to be pretty consistent. Surprisingly, I think he's one of the more consistent quarterbacks towards the middle of the pack. And Carson Wentz is getting paid top tier dollars. Dak Prescott is not. I mean, Dak is probably a top ten quarterback in the league. Oh, right absolutely. Sure. Oh, 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 top ten. Yeah, in the league right now. I, th- I think he's probably. surfing on that ten spot, maybe. P- probably. And here, who who else showed up? Amari Cooper, five receptions for 106 yards. Great to see him <laughs> back. And Michael Gallup, I thought, even though he only had 34 well, yards on three on three receptions, I thought they were pretty crucial. If you ask me. Oh yeah, 103 yards on three receptions. No, no, no. 106 yards for Amari on five. Now, and then Michael Gallup Gallag? had 34 on three. Oh, that's not bad. That's, no, that's the th- and the 34 yards, that's not a lot, but it, it was crucial. Hey, every catch matters. <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Oh, That's an real. average of about 11 yards a catch. So, and I what mean, happened? That's a first down. Carson Wentz threw an interception, and he had a fumble off the snap. And I'm just looking at it, man. I'm just like, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't trust him as much as I trust Dak Prescott. Say what you want See, about the talent. coming in, I think uh, – we all know this. Carson Wentz had more potential, but he just never lived up to it. And he, injuries mean, have killed him. He's not his first year. He was great. He was great his first year. Well, he got and then but and, then he got injured, yeah. and then it's just kind of been a nonstop. Uh, so, so here, here, here's the top made, ten draft um, in the, in 2016. The top ten players: Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Ramsey, Ronnie Stanley, DeForest Buckner, Jack Conklin, Leonard Foyd. Eli Apple. Hmm. I think well, he could Zeke be up there. And Jalen Ramsey uh, turned out to be great. Uh, oh, yeah. And one, two, three, four, five, six of those out of 10 players have been Pro Bowlers already. Yeah. So it is a great should. draft. It was a good draft. But no, I do believe that Dak Prescott. Dak was a Pro Bowler. I too think Dak Prescott, could, Dak, Dak Prescott could go in this, in this first uh, round easy. You know, easy. as much as we like to criticize Jerry Jones. You gotta admit, he's actually done pretty all right in the draft. He's gotten pretty lucky. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's done all right. Th- I'll tell you one thing. You got Zach the offen- Martin. Yeah, the and- offensive line scheme when Tony Roman was playing that was genius because not a lot of people would do that. Draft how many four or five four offensive or five. linemen in a row? Yeah, to build that line. Why he not? knew. It. He knew. He knew. Yeah, right. He and he knew he needed it. And what happened when all those guys came together and finally got good? It was so oh. hard to beat. That was the year that that team oh. was so good it was because so the line good. was great. And then Tony Romo got hurt the next year. And but then they Dak still Prescott got a good line. So, and no, and, they, and they've still been riding on that high because everybody's still there. Yeah, exactly. And, they, and can plug and, they can plug and play. But I still think they can play, too. Here's the cool – I mean, to me, here's the cool thing is that we have now beat three division opponents. Oh, we're 3-0 now. Just like that. That gives you such an advantage. Yeah. It does. And honestly, as long as you get in the playoffs, as long as you win those big games once you no, get no, there. No, 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 no. I, I want to be in a top seed in the playoffs. I don't oh, want to yeah. just roll into the playoffs. I want to be well, guns blazing. Well, yeah. Uh, I th- I think there's no excuse why we shouldn't go 6-0 and in this division, but honestly. Yeah, and you see how good this offense is. How right. good this offense can be. That was Imagine it right now. Imagine if you could have done that against the Jets. Yeah. And now you're Which, five and two. The Patriots showed you that that should have been an easy game to win. But if you're dropping 37 points a night, 
you're going to win most of your ball games in the NFL. Especially the defense much of the all Cowboys. Of them, unless have. you're playing the Broncos, apparently. <laughs> Jeez, and that ridiculous shootout. I still remember that. My other takeaway is kickers, man. I just can't <laughs> stand them because Brett Maher comes out, truts on the field. Makes a 63-yard field goal. You know goal. what's funny about but that? But some point, you can't make 30-yard field goals? Like, well, what the heck? What, you know what's funny about that 60-yard field goal? What? He's the first NFL kicker yeah. to make three 60-plus-yard field goals. Yeah, how hard of a time did he have the past couple weeks? Isn't that oh, crazy? Boy. That's that, so that, that freaking weird, me. That, that is so bugs strange. Me. That is literally the strangest thing ever. I don't even know. I gotta tell you though, you gotta be feeling better about these Cowboys now. I mean, I was feeling I was feeling Honestly, pretty awful about it. But I think we both came to the sense that they were gonna find a way to like yeah. I kind of figured that I didn't take them off my pick and came yeah. out and said that. Nor did you. Well, but I know we weren't feeling good, but going but we, into this game, whenever Doug Peterson came out and said, We're gonna win this game. Yeah, that was that I was on like his part. I I told you this last week that that was a recipe for disaster. And it turned out to be. And holy cow. Like they, I don't know. Jason Garrett, I think, did the right thing not to come out. What and say, oh, we're gonna win. Like we're, we're thinking if you, the right thing yeah. there. And if you ask me, I still don't think. Right. I still don't think that. Even though he's not gonna get fired, I still don't think he shouldn't be coaching for his job. I still think he needs to be coaching for his job. But because this this one doesn't get him off the hook. If you I mean, go, he's not uh, on a hook, but for me, something like that this year. Well, then, then that's okay, different. Fine, you can do whatever you but want. But you see that this team can do it. And that's what I think what? what we needed to see was that, okay, you won the first three games, you scored 35, 31, 31, then you go out 10, 24, 22. We needed to see that you could drop almost 40 points again, and they did. Well, well they made it look easy. And they play the Giants next. You would think that's going to be a win. Now, that's what we said about the Jets, but you would think. Yeah. Right? That's so that's 4-0 in the division. Hopefully. they're gonna If, if they start winning, they're going to run away. That? Run away with the division. What's after that? The Vikings and then the Lions and then the Patriots. If you can win two out of those three, yeah. ooh, I'll be feeling That'd a lot be better about where we stand because that would leave us, I believe, at seven. Two out of those three? Six and six four. And six and four. Through ten games, I wouldn't feel too bad. No, it wouldn't be spot. bad, but I wish it would be better. But If you win all three, oh boy. <sighs> seven and three. Oof. But my takeaway from, before we get out of here, from that. I find it hard to win in New England. It is going to be hard. It, that'll, but that'll be the toughest test I think New England's had to really face. Is now, us. I got a question. All right, before we get out of here, let's say, because you, it seems like a lot of people are trying to run run Doug Peterson out of town. Let's say, uh, J- and but he uh, just won a Super Bowl a year and a half ago. Yeah. But let's say Jason Garrett won a Super Bowl three years ago. <laughs> I still would have. You still would want him out of town? Yes, I think okay. so because I've seen enough to where I know that was a fluke. <laughs> Yeah, Bant's been coaching saying. since 2009. That's true. He's had more. I mean, he's had awesome. more down seasons and more re- mediocre seasons than he has had good. And honestly, his talent's picking it up. His poor play call. I know. And even then, there's still. And a I'm not going to sit here and act like he relinquished the play call or he, um, or he didn't, because I don't know. But you would think just from what you saw, it wasn't his doing. Yeah. You know. I agree. Because I think I think it's pretty easy to tell when. He's doing the play call because he's been doing it for the past couple of years, along with Linehan now and now more. Um, it's you can see the difference, can you not? Yeah, I can see a difference at least noticeably. Now, I don't know for sure if it's him calling the plays yeah. or not. I have no idea. To begin with, he may not be doing anything. 
Well, in that case, it needs to be Kellen Moore needs to pick it up, but he did. He did in this game, so that's so good. one way or the other, but something happened that made it pick up. My so opening, my, my takeaway is that I'm still good on this team. I didn't I didn't quaver off the pick, and you didn't either. We both picked. Dallas I do think that they had. A, I do think they had a couple bad losses, but we'll see where they go. You obviously, this team can do it, and I would take my quarterback over if a lot anything, of others. If anything, I hope that those three games were a wake up call for this team. You would think so, and if if Sunday was any indication, it was. Huh. If Sunday was any indication, and I'm going to go ahead and say this before we get out of the segment, I think the bye week is coming at the absolute best time. Oh, absolutely! Like absolutely. you're coming on high. You're feeling good after beating Philadelphia. You can go get healed up. Yeah, because Leighton Vanderus is gonna need to get healed up. We need him. Yeah, you you need every last body out there to, to get healthy. So this is a perfect time. Seven weeks in, you're four and three. You're leading the division. Perfect time. Perfect time. They're more than capable of doing it. That's for sure. All right. I hope so. The NBA season is upon us. It started last night. Yeah. New Orleans, Toronto, hey. and then you had some good basketball. You had night. the primetime show between the two Los Angeles teams and the Lakers and the Clippers. We are going to break down who we think is going to make it to the playoffs. And then I want to know, Micah, your Western Conference Finals, your Eastern Conference Finals, your Finals, and your NBA champion of 2020. That's coming up here on the hot seat. Listen to utradio.com. Fair enough. Hey. Welcome back. To the hot seat here on utradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook Live, Twitch. Find more content out on our SoundCloud. Hey, Micah. What's up? And everybody listening, you want to know what we're up to? Cannot stress this enough. Follow us on social media for the latest on the artists we're talking to, the news we're covering, and the sports. We are sportsing on. About to get real big into the sports as basketball is about to come up. Cannot stress enough. you got to follow UTA Radio, UTA Radio Sports, and UTA Radio News on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and SoundCloud. It's a great page run by our new acquainted social media person who's kind of just taken over. <laughs> Jackie kind of felt like she needed to do it. So That's she fun. has. And she has done a great job. So content's real great on there, actually. Better than what I could have done. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Right? Yeah. You know what's even greater than content on utaradio.com, Micah? So much trust, nothing, but I would say opening night of the NBA. Yes. What a night it was. And we're, we're going to break down those games later, but it was just good to have basketball back. It always is. And uh, to me, you know, I, I gear up all day waiting for it. And. Last night did not disappoint. So, Micah, I want you to go first. As we do every year on this show, in the two years we've been on this show, <laughs> we are going to break down who we think is going to make the playoffs from both both leagues. Then, Micah, I want to know your Eastern Conference Finals, your Western Conference Finals, who's going to meet up in the NBA Finals, and who will be the champ of the 2019-2020 season. All right. All right. Where do you want to go? Eastern Conference, Let's Western go with Conference the East first. First, right? Because I mean, I feel like it's get the easy one out of the way, huh? Get the easy because the the West is a little uh, more challenging. Yes. Because, but I got to settle for that. But let's start in the East. We All know right. who's going to be number one. It's going to be Milwaukee. Okay. So that'll be my number one. The number two, I think, is another obvious: the Philadelphia 76ers. They they have the second best team in the conference. It's not even close. 
Number three. You know, last year, I was really surprised by the this team. Okay. I didn't know. I thought they were going to be dwindling down there at the eight spot. Oh, they yeah? They ended up being uh, the five seed. It was the Indiana Pacers. I got them at number three. Yeah. I like what they have. They offer. Good coach. That team's tough, man. Now, number four. I know there was a lot of moving parts this offseason, but I'm going to take Boston because they still have Brad Stevens, one of the best coaches in the league. Still have good core, even after losing Kyrie Irving. Number five. Yeah, I know they lost Kawhi Leonard, but I still think that they're a really good team. Give me Toronto Raptors at number five. Okay. So I think they're still going to look good this year. I mean, they won't live up to the same hype they did last year, but they'll still get into the playoffs. Uh, number six. Yeah. I know Kevin Durant's sitting there. God bless. You're going to laugh when you find this out. Keep going. But I got the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> at number six. Now, oh. after this All right. is where it gets shaky. Yeah. I'm really not sure where to place these teams because, I mean, I feel like it's a four-team race at this point okay. for two spots. Yeah. And here's kind of those teams. The Bulls are on there. Oh. The oh. Heat, the Magic and the Hawks. Oh, you like Atlanta. Or sorry, not the Heat, the Pistons. Yeah, you like Atlanta. I love Trey right. Young. I love what he brings to the table. Who are you table. going for seven then? Number seven, I had to go with the Magic. I think ah, that they'll keep it going. Thank you. Thank I you. I love those guys. Mo Bamba. I love Mo Bamba. And oh, I, he's so honestly, good. I'm going to be honest with you. I really wanted to pick him in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, because I love Mo Bamba. I love what he brings to the table. I like what Luca brings, but man, Mo wouldn't have been a bad pick either. No, I really wouldn't have. But number eight, Crichton? I'm going to do it. What? I am picking Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks there to make it to the playoffs at Man. the number eight spot. I like that. The playoffs that. deserves a, pl- a player like that, right? I, I like that. Could you imagine? And if, uh, he, and if he can ball out in the playoffs, it's going to be a memorable <laughs> one for sure. Oh, for sure. I All agree right. with you, Creighton. But we're going to shift to the West. Well, let me give you my Eastern Conference first. All right. Go ahead. Number one, you got Milwaukee. I'm taking Philadelphia at number there one. There you go. I think Joel Embiid's going to be on a tear this year. Especially after last after year. After losing. And now, no more funny business. It's time to get rolling. Time to win a championship. Now's the best time. I'm picking Milwaukee one. Their best chance. Which means I'm, I mean, I'm picking Philly one, which means I'm taking Milwaukee number two. Still great talent. Giannis Antetokounmpo, just another, just another world, <laughs> another class That'll of basketball he's playing at right now. Number three, you had Indiana. I'm sticking with Wait, Bo- you didn't tell me two. I did. Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You got Indiana at number three. I'm picking Boston here at number three. Fair enough. One reason, Brad Stevens. I think he I think he can lure that team into a three slot. And at four, I got the tough, tough Indiana Pacers. There you go. I really They're like this team. This is gonna reason. be a hard four seed to have to play. <laughs> Nobody if you're Philadelphia. And if they get to a three seed, it's going to be tough for Milwaukee at to face them in the semifinals if they get to that point. Fair enough. Number five. I wouldn't want to face them. <gasps> I got Toronto at number five. There you go. Uh, they haven't lost a lot of pieces. They looked really great last night. Come back to win over a New Orleans team that, yes, is really fresh, but can still get the uh, is showing that they have talent. Number six, without Kevin Durant, I think they still get it done with Kyrie Irving. They they make the playoffs, and they are, they were at six last year, I believe. Brooklyn Nets. So we go. are deadlocked right there on five and six. At number seven, 
We are also deadlocked. I'm picking the Magic. <laughs> there you go. I, I loved this team coming into last year, and they've only gotten better. Mo Bamba's got another year under his belt. He is the driving force. They didn't force. even do bad against no. uh, Toronto. They got Markel Fultz now. If he can find anything worth of anything. Didn't they take Toronto to six, if I, I remember correctly? I think correctly? so, right? I so think they do. They're going to have a lot more pieces. And at number eight, there's a lot of teams here you could take. Yeah. And you could take Atlanta. But now that they have him, Small forward, and that is Jimmy Butler. I'm rolling with the Miami Heat to find a way to get into these playoffs. I know they don't got a lot, but I love what what Tyler Hero brings, and I love what Jimmy Butler's going to bring. And also, Eric Spolster is is an incredible coach. All right. So there's my eight. You go for your Western Conference. All right, my Western Conference. Man, this was hard because there's so many great teams with great duos. Someone's going to get left out. Someone has to get left out. It's unfortunate to have to make that kind of pick. But I got the the group that I that I want to pick. Okay, here we go. So number one, yeah, it's actually going to surprise you. Really? Yeah. I going? like Nicola. Oh and my the God! Denver Nuggets. <laughs> You're I picking am, Denver. I am picking Denver. Whoa! I didn't see that. Are you for real? <laughs> yes, I am. You for real. really like those guys. I really do like those guys. And okay. after what I saw last year, okay, they were, they were so close to making it to the conference finals, man. Oh man, that Portland cool. just nipped them out. Oh, all right. But I love those guys. I think they're really good. You got Denver at one. All right. Number two, the good old L.A. Clippers. Whoa. Yeah. At two, I yeah. like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That means. Wow. Dropping all the way to three, huh? Number three. Who is it? The Splash Brothers. You don't even have the, oh my gosh. Golden State. The Clay's not playing. I, but I believe that oh. this team will be able to keep it together. And once to he comes back, he's going so to fly you, to three. So what if he doesn't play in the season? Oh boy. That could make it uh, down to about five. But okay. I think oh, but he's you going still to play. Think, you still think, think if they don't play, play th- that they're going to hang around that four or five spot? If he doesn't, it's going to roll down. Okay. But uh, number four is the LA Lakers. God, you got them all the way at four. It was hard for me. Yeah, God. But I still have a lot of faith in what Golden State has. All right. No, you're right. I mean, I'm, you're not wrong. I they mean, know how to win. That is true. All right. Who you, so does LeBron. So who's at five? Utah Jazz. Yeah. Give me the Utah Jazz. I like what they have to offer. Donovan Mitchell. I think it's his year to pop off and get into that. Needs to. So... That could be a fun series between the Lakers and the Jazz. Okay. Number six. Yep. The Houston Rockets. Man, they dropped all the way to six for you. Man, but they just have a team full of chokers. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. That is true. They haven't proven anything yet. They have not done anything. I mean, they've gotten... James Harden has gotten very close to the finals. I'm not trying to disrespect James Harden or Westbrook. One win away. Great. Yeah, but he hasn't... He's been... He's shown that in the most clutch times, he hasn't been able to get it done. And against San Antonio a couple years ago, you mean, oof. Where did he go? So you, who do you got at seven? I'm going to do it, Creighton. There it is. The Dallas Mavericks. There it is. At number seven. Oh, man. I love All right. Luka Doncic and Chris Stapps Porzingis and what they bring to the table. That's going to be a nice little turnaround for this team. I think they're going to make another that massive would improvement be massive. from a year And they ago. would be playing the Los Angeles Clippers. That would be something. Book. That'd be crazy. All right. Want to know what I got at number eight? I want to know who you got at eight. There's a lot of teams that you got here that could be left out. <laughs> so who do you got? I got a rematch of the conference semifinals. Whoa. The Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. You yeah. can't leave them out. Right? I don't know, man. It's hard to. It's hard to. They, they always find a way to get in. Sneaky. 
Sneaky little eight seed over here. So Portland, Portland, with, Portland with Lillard and McCollum drops to eight for you. Yes. Okay. And I don't think that's a testament to them being worse. I think everybody just got really good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, here's my number one. And we're going to do Rookie of the Year MVP and Coach, by the way, oh, in a bit, um, which I know you already have selected. All right, my number one, I'm rolling with the Lakers to go the one seed. I go. liked what I saw last night. Now, I think they still need to move some pieces, but that's what I'm banking on. I think they're going to still... I don't think they're done yet finishing this roster. I think there's going to be some things they're going to move around. Now, they don't have much t- room to work with the salary cap, but I think that they're going to be able to function uh, by getting rid of some players and adding some other ones with the same same price tag, more value. But you saw that like when the team is... When that team is on and LeBron James isn't bad like he was last night, they, they're going to be able to create some damage. All right, up number two, I got the Clippers. That team is so deep, and it just and we knew that coming in, but they proved it last night. Uh, that team runs so far into the bench, and it, they were really good. Number three, I got Denver there. There you go. I, I got Denver dropping a spot. Um, I love what they bring. You're right. That team is incredibly good at home. They have such an incredible home court advantage. Yeah, so and that's that's, a, that's really that what's going to help them. them. An edge they're going to have. It's going to be hard. They're going to lose. They're going to probably lose out. maybe two, three games at home this year, three or four. So <sighs> that's going to help them. One? We'll at number see. four, I got Houston because I know D'Antoni knows how to win in the regular season. Now I'm not saying that he's going to win in the postseason, but in the regular season, I got him at four. Utah at five. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to get some help finally, and he's going to ball out again. Number six, this is where I stick Golden State. They got a lot of people still there. They know how to win. Clay might not be back, but even if he isn't, I think that is a good slot for them. They'll win enough games They'll to be, be there. in the playoffs. Some, some people are picking him to be out, and I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. This team's way no. too good. And to if be Clay out does come back for some reason, they said he might, said he will, said he might, said he might not, but if they do come back, this team is going to be a tough out in the postseason. They might win. <laughs> Nobody wants to, to play those guys. <laughs> All right, my number seven. It was tough, man. I didn't know who to put here. But I think Porzingis and Luka is enough to get it done right now for a seven slot. I think the pieces around Luka and Porzingis are going to complement. I think a trade, too, would yeah. uh, for sure. And these maps are not done seven. yet either, moving these pieces. <clears throat> so I think that they're going to find a way to get it done at seven and, and sneak in. And yeah, at eight, I could have picked San, I mean, San Antonio. I could have picked Portland. But I am riding high with Marvin Bagley, Buddy Hild, and oh. Sacramento to make it to the playoffs. I love this team. I've loved this team for two years now, and I think finally the time has come. And you at the tail end of last year, Sacramento. Marvin Bagley was doing tremendous, and I think he's going to pick that right back up where he left off. You know off. what's funny about Sacramento what? is they have quite the history with the Mavericks in the early 2000s, all those yeah. best of five series before they changed it to best of seven in the first round. So it's kind of it would be kind of nice to see him back in the playoffs. It's been a long time coming. All right, let's speed so, this process up, Micah. So, oh who's your Western Conference final and who's your Eastern Conference final? Ooh, Brayton. I know LeBron kind of sleeps on the regular season. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. Yeah. You want to be? A, you want me to tell you who it is? Oh, who's your Western Conference final, Micah? It's gonna be an All Staples Center. Ah, yes, finals. yes. The Clippers and the Lakers, and honestly, that'll be a great. That is great. going to be one and incredible matchup. And, and putting him at four is no discredit. I just don't think. I think LeBron thinks of it as like, let's just get in and okay. we'll worry about it once we get there. I mean, that's just kind of the mentality that I've I've at least seen out of him. Yeah. Since you know his last couple of years in or last year in Cleveland. Yeah. So just get in. He's too good, man. Once he gets to the playoffs, he is he electric. 
he turns it on. It's this is what's gonna happen this year, man. But Golden State will be a very tough out for the Lakers, but I think they can get past them. All right, who It'll do you got tough, in the Eastern Conference? The Eastern Conference? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was an interesting one. Who's going to represent them? Because really, them? I think there's only three real, com- three or four real com- competitors for the yeah. actual conference final. Unless if Kevin Durant comes back, I mean, it's probably going to be, and I quote, the 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. And who wins? Oof. That's so tough. Depends on who has home court advantage, but based on what I had in Milwaukee, I'm going to go with Milwaukee in seventh. Milwaukee to represent the East in the finals, and who's going to represent the West in the finals? Oh, man. Which team in Los Angeles? I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. Ah, okay. I, I think LeBron's just still I, still, I think he's going to come back this season with on a mission to prove that he still has it, and I think he's going to do it, man. Here's my Western Conference finals. Let me hear it. All seven games will be played in the Staples Center as well. Because <laughs> this one's going four to three. I'll give you the winner here in a second. Eastern There's Conference. No real home team or away yeah. team. <laughs> Eastern Conference. I don't think anybody's going to be able to compete with these two teams Philadelphia and Milwaukee. On the Eastern Conference side, Milwaukee is a great team. They should have made, probably made it to the finals last year, honestly, if, if Kawhi wasn't on the Toronto team. But I just think that Philadelphia's got something to prove here. So I'm rolling with Philadelphia. The process is finally going to make it to the NBA Finals. And on the Western Conference Finals side, as I said, one team's going to win in seven games. And I think the man to do it is going to be LBJ. LeBron James <laughs> is going to push the Lakers over the edge into the Finals. So you have LAL. I think we deserve this kind of conference You have finals. the Lakers and you have Milwaukee. Yep. Who is going to take the Larry O'Brien Trophy at the end of the season, Micah Cockhole? I love Giannis, but LeBron is just too good, man. You're Give picking me number four for LeBron. James. Oh, and that would make him the first player to win on three separate teams, mm-hmm. which is the same thing Kawhi Leonard's <laughs> trying to do. Yeah, that would be insane to see that happen. All right, Micah. But I'll take in Lakers in a hard-fought seven games. The one game as seven we wind down, down our, as we just as, like they won game seven down in Golden yeah, State. As we wind down our our segment here. Philadelphia and Los Angeles. That's going to be a seven-game series, I think. Los Angeles brings a lot to the table. I don't think they're done yet. LeBron James, all-world talent, needs to play better, will play better. Anthony Davis, you know what he brings. They got great pieces. Danny Green's obviously going to be a great piece. You saw what he did last night. I'm going night. based on the assumption that the Lakers will make another move. Okay. I think that they will. And then on the other they're side, done yet. Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, no funny business, not playing around. Ben Simmons is getting a jump shot. Starting to develop that. He's a great passer, obviously. You know that. Pieces they got around them. Going seven games, Micah. And you could say Philly has a great chance to win this one. And it could be at home in Philly. But I do think the Lakers are going to win more games. So they're going to have the seven, they're going to have the final game at the Staples. And that is enough to do it. And LeBron James is going to. Etch himself into the history books. And the Lakers (laughs) are going to win this NBA Finals and restore balance to the NBA for number 17. There you go. And then you can finally say LeBron James is one of the greatest ever. True. All right. I still think he is. So you got the Lakers. I got the Lakers. Real quick before we get out of the segment, who's your rookie of the year MVP and coach? For me, 
rookie of the year, even though he's going to be out a couple weeks, yeah. it's going to be Zion Williamson. Okay. I have no doubt in my mind that kid loves this game like no other <laughs> nobody I've ever seen before. He loved playing at Duke. He played his heart out every single time he went out there. I see he does it again. He wins rookie of the year. All right, who do you got as MVP? Oof. I know. This is a tough one because there's a lot of great players. But I think LeBron has something to prove out Whoa. here, boys. Give me LeBron James. Another MVP for LeBron. There you go. And who is your coach? Coach of the year? Oof. So many great coaches. But, Grayton, I'm going to give it to the man over here. I think he finally deserves some credit. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Rick Carlisle I think, yeah. to push us over the top. All right, to end the segment here. I like that. I like that. Rookie of the year? It's tough, man. It's really so tough. So many good players out, coming out of this one. And Zion being hurt does not help. There's a lot of guys out there. I think Jarrett Culver is going to surprise a lot of people. I think Garland is going to be up there. I think Jared Cam Culver. Reddish and R.J. Barrett are going to surprise a lot of people. I think John Morant is going to be all-world. But when Zion returns, it's just I think there's just going to be something about this kid there that knocks the, everybody's special. socks off. I think he's the real deal. we never seen anything like him. Don't compare him to LeBron James. Compare him to Zion Williamson. He is going to win the Rookie of the Year. The MVP. I've struggled back and forth with this one. But I just think Giannis is going to find a way to win the second time in a row. LeBron James, if he does win, I'm not surprised. But I think Giannis is just is just going to do it. Another sleeper pick that I kind of had for MVP was Steph Curry. Yeah, I got Joel Embiid as a sleeper pick. So those are, those are some great And last but not least, because he gets his Mavericks in at seven, <laughs> Rick Carlisle does get the credit he deserves he this year and wins rookie, I mean wins coach of the year. <laughs> yeah, we are going to break down a little bit more about the Mavericks when we return. Yeah. This is the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, SoundCloud, my name is Micah Call Cole, alongside the one and only, the Birdman, Creighton Branch himself. That NBA segment's one of our longest of the year, but I think it's completely worth it. It's definitely worth it. Those are always fun, is the, is the, is the pick who's going to make it and everything. Just like football and then baseball, obviously. For sure. Picking that entire thing. Um, but sticking with the NBA, getting right into this, the Mavericks, in about... 28 minutes will tip off and for the first time in 21 years there will be no dirt no 41 on the court however we will have Doncic and Porzingis sharing the basketball which is a really nice thing to have that's awesome so Micah we put the Mavericks at 7 I think my question to you is let's say Here's, here's, I just want to give you a couple of the games the first. Washington, New Orleans, Portland, Denver, Los Angeles, Cleveland, Orlando, New York, and Memphis rounds out the first 11-10 games. And 10-11 so games. one more time? Just for Washington, New Orleans, Portland, at Denver. Oh, my. That would be tough. Los Angeles, at Cleveland, Orlando, New York, and at Memphis. Which are Los Angeles? The Lakers. Oh, okay. Either one's not oh, easy. Boy. But it's... Um, My question to you, Micah, is this. At what point, we have the guys we have, 
Let's say this Mavericks team doesn't get in. Is that acceptable? Are you expecting? I mean, would I mean I know you picked them, but would you be surprised? Would you give them a pass if this uh, team didn't give in? When, when at what point does it come where okay, you have enough, you should be making the playoffs? Uh, I mean, obviously, I believe that they do have enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. They have the pieces, but I would give them a pass, and here's why. I mean, you have so really? many great teams in the Western Conference. Um, that have those duos that a lot of people are talking about right now. Like, even San Antonio still has that right now. And yeah. uh, New Orleans is rising, even, for a fact. Like, even they're good. Like, I know they're a very young team after trading away Anthony Davis. The way they came out last but night, though. They looked good last they night. They got something. They really do. And there's just so many great teams in the West. There's no team against a Western Conference opponent that you can mark on the calendar and say, this is a, this is an easy game. You can't do that. <laughs> this, this, this is a very tough conference, and that's why we give them a pass. But at the same time, you know, the results need to show. As long as I see the improvements are being made, yeah. if, it, like, if this ends up being a 45-46 win season and you don't make the playoffs, can you really blame them at that point? I mean, I don't know, but... Because that's what it's going to take. And this yeah, Western Conference, yeah, at least, at least from the looks of it, unless there's a lot of injuries that implode, but I don't see that happening. I don't know how I feel about the roster, to be honest with you. I don't know if exactly if it's a winning roster yet, completely. I mean, it'll win games, but well, do we have enough? Do we have enough uh, scoring? That's well, my thing. We don't score a lot, a lot, thing. a lot. Here's the thing. Luka Doncic makes everybody on the court better. I think so, so. And then you also have somebody like Chris Stapps Porzingis who can kind of free up some things because he can get inside the paint. And just, yeah. He's a, such a big rim, rim protector. 7-3. It's nice to have on the defensive end. And then you have somebody like Luka who can knock down some pretty tough shots on a regular basis. And he can also set up guys where you want him to. Last year, the Mavericks, as far as I remember, yeah. They got a lot of good looks. They just didn't hit them. No, you're Look, right. And they're going to have problem. more looks this year than they did last year. Correct. And having Kristaps Porzingis allows for that because they're going to be wanting to dog all over him. I know. Like, in the paint. So that opens up your three-point shooting. Tim Hardaway Jr. looked pretty good in the preseason. Let's just be honest. He looked <laughs> he good did. in the he, preseason. He better. He's getting paid $20 million. Oh, yeah. He's better than Wesley Matthews. Oh, yeah, and I know. That Harrison thief. Barnes, although I'll give Harrison Barnes credit for the defensive yeah. half, but his offense was uh, suspect. I still feel, though, that I, I, when you put together a starting five, I don't know if it's there yet. However, I will say that I think Luca. You got a nice foundation. Yeah, you mentioned it to me earlier today that Luca definitely looks more fit than he did last year. Oh, for sure. He, I mean, I agree with you. I think and he's Chris gotten Stapps there. Looks pretty. Yeah, he is he on it. Ready. He's ripped, man. He's on it. He's going to be on a tear. And I, honestly, I think the Mavs played it safe because I know that yeah, he probably could have played last year. Well, I also I think don't it was think the right move not to throw him out. I there. don't think Porzingis is going to play back to backs. No, because, not right yeah, now. no, because not, I think he's not, too fragile. Not yet. Maybe later in the season, but not now. But one person that I think a lot of people forget to gloss over, who has just improved so much, we finally have him back. Oh, Seth Curry. Yes. And I was going to yes. bring that up actually because yes. he's he's was so much different with Portland. Oh, hands Holy down, cow. better than he ever was with us. And he the got first to the conference on. finals with Portland last year and he, played. When Golden you State. think of a name Curry, you he is finally. Under that, you know, he's yeah, finally you, you can think of him. champions it's like, that oh, Seth Curry. you're like, you're like, when you think of Curry, you think of three point shooting. He's finally there. 
He almost won the three-point contest, which, <laughs> as gimmicky as you want that to sound, shows the guy can shoot. He and he did shoot. it in the playoffs, too. And I think that's nice to have on the... Because I told you, whenever this move was made, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to have him back. Yeah. I think it's a great move for the Mavericks. So to he finally got in. some wing shooting there. I don't know how J.J. Barea is really going to... I mean, he's well, good, but, man, he's just getting so for old. For J.J. Barea... He's more of just kind of a, a guy to come off the bench and just provide a spark. Because, I mean, he can still do that. I, I mean, don't know. He can provide 10, 15 minutes a night. How do I feel about How do I feel about Maxi Kleba? I'm not sure yet. Honestly, for me, he played I love really Maxi Kleba. He played really good. I love him. I, he, he, he He's was, pretty good for a second rounder. He tried really hard in the, in, the, in the preseason, and I was surprised by what he brought. Um, and you know another guy, and I hate how he's going to be not playing as far as depth is concerned, but I love Dwight Powell. Yeah, people love him. He has him. a lot of talent. And a lot of potential. I hate how he's going to be off the roster these first couple of games because uh, that would help to kind of have him behind uh, Chris Stapps. Yeah. Come off the bench, as, maybe even as a sixth man. Um, but he would definitely, if he's not the sixth, I mean, if he's behind Tim Hardaway, I would think. This but is. Honestly, the depth is there. I think well, it's there, but I think you still need another I piece think, or two. I think they're good really players. And I say this a lot at the radio station in Dallas. Is, I think these guys are good players, but some of the starting five, I don't know if they're starting five potential. And what is their full starting five, just to make sure that I have it correct? Well, I mean... Assuming that you have it in front of you. Well, it, it varies. I don't know what I know, they're going to... Obviously, there's going to be Luca and there's going to be Chris Stapp Porzingis. I don't obviously. know who he's going to... Well, I don't know. I can't... It's hard for me to say because I don't know who he's going to bring out for the first opening... Uh, that's season gonna, game because preseason just is always so different. Yeah, that's true. So that that makes it hard to predict. Um, yeah. So, um, but I definitely feel good about um, where they what? stand. I mean, provided you know, I think they could use a couple more uh, key pieces on the bench to really help, but or maybe even another starter. Like, um, but it, I still seriously. think all these players are good. No, they, they're good. And the and the good thing about the Mavericks is they're good at finding good role players. They really are. Yeah, unfortunately, that's I mean that that but, that's because they haven't had any starters. So they find yeah, exactly. Role so, Dorian Finney-Smith's going to be okay. Yeah, I love Dorian Finney-Smith. He's great to have off the bench. Um, you got a lot of good guys. I think you're one piece away from pretty much locking up a seven seed. Yeah. In this conference, and I think that they're going to make that that call. I think early in the season, you know, yeah. they have some games that are very winnable early on in the season, like Washington. With Zion out, you know, New Orleans yeah. might be winnable. I think it's a winnable game. My last, So, you know, if you can come out here, look strong, you know, like like you need to, you know, I think that opens up the trade uh, market pretty quickly. I agree, too. And we're getting to the point where you're going to have to start convincing Luka to stay. I don't think that'll be an issue, but... No, I don't think it'll be an issue at all. I mean, you have you a good know. cornerstone with Chris Stapps and Luka, and Luka's yeah. even said himself that he wants to try yeah. to model after Dirk with uh, the loyalty aspect, and I hope he does. My last point so before we get guy. out of here and move on the second hour is uh, for the first time in seven years, six years maybe, I'm actually excited to go see a team and excited what this team has to offer. We really <laughs> need to start looking at tickets, man. We will. This, this is going to be great. I'm glad we didn't buy any of those New Orleans tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Cause, but I, I, I am those excited. For what this does, I don't know that. Yeah, I know, uh, but you know, Zion's not going to probably play at that point. So, well, I don't know, I man. Eight he, weeks is a long time well, from remember, now. That's next their, year. Their first game is in early, like early on in the season. It's Friday, but that's on the road. Yeah, but then they play another I one before the, the end of the year, right? Because if he's out for eight like weeks, January, that's going to be February. almost okay. If it's February, I can't remember. Maybe the I end think of it was January. January, February. I know one of them was. Okay, then February. he might be playing, but he's he's going to be. He'll, he'll probably be playing slightly February. Playing. I would think. I am excited. I know you are. 
We're going to go catch some games. I am absolutely excited. Keeping with the NBA mentality here, up next, our greatest of segment. What are the greatest opening night performances in NBA history? That's coming up here on the hot seat next. You'll listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook Live. Twitch, content on SoundCloud, all the good stuff. My name is Creighton Branch, man next to me, Micah Cole, who's checking the MLB score right now. It is the game two of the World Series. We have that at the bottom of the stream for you, as well as the Mavericks score. That'll get started here in a second. What's the score for the MLB? Tell the folks, Cole. The game just started. There's still no outs. There's a runner on second. The Nationals are up 2-0. There you go. first inning. Looking good for your Nationals. Yes, sir. They won the first game five to four last night. Yes, against almost what almost played almost played Cole. the entire length of baseball in the matter of the two NBA games. I just want to point that out. Anyways, that's food for thought. Getting into our greatest of segment here on the hot seat. It's going to be in honor of opening night yes. last night for the NBA. We thought, hey. I love so, it. Some people, we got to set the tone on opening night. Got to tell everybody who we are. Like last night, the atmosphere was insane. So I was. Oh, we, I love it. We were thinking. I love opening night. Who, who doesn't? Who? How could you not? Right. And, and we were thinking, hey, who has come out and said, I'm here. Let's roll. And that is the greatest opening night performances. Micah, I want you to go first. Three to one as always. Who do you got? All right. Well, I also have a couple of wild cards or. Honorable mentions, yeah. as we like to call them here on the show. Okay. But we'll say that for the end. And number three, can you leave it out? LeBron James. With oh. it. And I'm going to go more specific into the debut. I mean, the deb- duets. Okay. And LeBron's coming out of high school. Yeah. It's one of the most. I was wondering if you were going to. Yeah. Like things. And he did not disappoint. He had 25 points, six rebounds, nine assists, and four steals against the Sacramento Kings. The thing to mention there is he's 18. Yeah, he comes right out of high school. The I'm chosen one would... across his back. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, we know him as one of the greats of our current generation. Yeah. So he's definitely been fun to watch, and he's definitely had quite a few more performances like that in his career. Number two? Number two. So it's kind of a warranted, I would think. We know this guy for his 100-point game. Oh, yeah. Wilt Chamberlain unbelievable guy and before i go into his opening night performance i want to talk you about his first performance at kansas oh yeah you want to know what Whoa. his numbers were he had 50, 50 something 12 rebounds he had 52 points yeah and 31 rebounds in his opening duet at kansas he pretty he replicated that pretty well in his nba duet as he comes out with 43 points 28 rebounds. Holy cow. What a debut. No kidding. Could you do that in your debut? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't think many people could pull that off in uh, today's game at all in their debut. You're right. Let alone, but holy cow. Who's the next, next one and the last one at number, number one. one. Drummel? Maybe? Drummel? No? Oh, hold on. Let me fix this mic, and then we'll drum roll you out here. 
All right. It's in. Michael Carter Williams. Oh, he almost had a quadruple one, double in his opening night. He was picked 11th in 2013. Yeah. His stat line was 22 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds, and 9 steals in his opening game. I remember that day. I remember that game like yesterday, too. Yeah, because in his first year, he also picked up a couple triple doubles. But he almost achieved a very rare quadruple double, which would have been insane in his opening game. I I don't know the last I don't know if I've ever seen a quadruple double myself. No, I don't think we have. Holy cow. maybe maybe LeBron did it at some point. I, I did thought, Draymond Green do it? do it once or I don't know. Did, did he just not do it without the Draymond Green points? Do it? Can't remember if Draymond Green did it. All right, who's I, your honorable well, mentions? Actually, but I have a couple of honorable mentions and these are well warranted. Allen Iverson. Oof. Yeah. He dropped 30 points yeah. and just out six assists as well. Yeah, I he like that. pretty for, good against the Bucks. I like that for practice. <laughs> <laughs> I love Allen Iverson. He's a great player. This uh this sport. Yeah. And the last one. I know I didn't like him the most, <laughs> but especially with uh his little history with the Mavericks, but you got to give him credit when it's due. Oh, LeBron Odom. Oh my god. <laughs> he was good though. Yeah, he was great before he got to us. I don't know what happened, man. Wish he could have. He got on drugs. Well, that too. That's what happened. Well, what what was worse, Rajon Rondo or Lamar Odom? I don't know. Lamar Odom almost died. So. Yeah, that's true. Rajon Rondo just didn't try. (gasps) They are both not good. We've had our go. We've had some hard times with All Stars. What was his stat line? Uh, You know, I didn't. uh, I did not see Lamar Odom's on his first game. Ah, I see. But I couldn't remember. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. But Lamar. Yes. He had a good career. So at number three, number three for me is your number one, Michael Carter-Williams. There you go. Quadruple doubles are hard to come by in this league. Rarely do you get them. 22 points. He didn't get it, but even getting close is, is, is hard enough. 22 points, 12 assists, 9 steals, 7 rebounds. It's pretty good for a first-year player in his first game. Number two, I have the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, his opening night. Not his debut, but opening night performance. I'm going to read you the stat line. 54 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals. And I had to, I had to really debate on who was going to go 1 and 2 there. I had one other guy that might have gone two, but I decided to pick MJ at two because I think this stat line is almost unbeatable, and it's Anthony Davis on opening night a couple years back. These are the Pelicans. 50 points. Holy cow. 16 rebounds. Seven steals. Four blocks. Five assists. Holy cow. Yeah. Shows you. Okay, I have a question. What? Has anyone ever in the NBA history gotten all five categories to double digits? Ever. I don't know. Ser- that's a good question. Maybe that'll be on a what's what next. That'd be something knows? you need to but search for the what's yeah, what. We'll definitely search that up. That's that's a question though. Maybe, hopefully, I'll have an answer. Possibly, I'll have an answer to you next possibly. week. Possibly, I'm not. I couldn't try to think know. off the top of my head. Like just across history, has Ever? anyone been able to do it in NBA history? Huh. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you know, anybody I'll find listening? An anybody for you anybody next looking week. on the? Anybody watching the Facebook live stream? Look that up. Micah, tell him again real quick what to look up. So, has anyone in NBA history 
ever gotten all five categories to 10 or more, or double digits, as I'd like to call it. Will Chamberlain, like, if he couldn't do it, I don't know who could. <laughs> so it's got to be somebody old before the league started to get where it's at. I don't know. That'll be interesting. We'll talk about that. Maybe maybe someone will have it before we get out of the show. Okay. But, uh, certainly. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I imagine someone out there has done it. I don't know. If we, if we stay on this train, we're going to never get off of it. So let's go ahead and All go right, to break. Let's, let's go to break. We're going to take a little shift here. We're going to be talking about the MLB. Not exactly what we expected to be in the World Series, but it is the World Series. Oh Houston and the Nationals are about to duke it out for who <laughs> is going to take the trophy. We'll get all your thoughts, Micah. We'll get my thoughts when we return. Is this what we thought? No, but here we are. You listen to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's a loud song. The hot seat. Here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, and SoundCloud, and Twitch. My name is Micah Caw Cole, alongside Creighton Branch, and I'm completely forgetting what segment number we're on at this point. Six. Six, 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 Caw. Okay, cool. But, no less. How are you doing, Creighton? Still doing good. Still doing good. How are you? Good. I'm feeling. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling good about those Mavericks tonight. Ah, we tip off in three minutes. <laughs> let's go get our first win of the season, buddy. All right, gonna... let's get it. Let's get it fast and early. Before we get into the <laughs> segment, we're gonna be talking about baseball. The Astros and the Nationals are playing right now. I'm gonna throw an audible real quick. I'm gonna answer this phone because <laughs> there's this guy on the line that's been trying to call for like a year, and we're gonna. I'm gonna see. I'm going to see if he's online. If he's not, we're just going to keep going. So let me see. Uh, help. <laughs> he's not on the line. Oh, well. That's all right. I was wanting to see. Now you know I tried. Now you know I tried. Try to get in here in a second. But the MLB playoffs are going. The score is still. Two to nothing. In the bottom of the first. We did not expect this to happen, Micah. You thought you had a you had a hanger. I had an you inky had, hanger yeah, on yeah, the yeah, Nationals. Yeah, yeah. But we and we I picked New York and Atlanta, and you picked uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, and New York, and you picked Atlanta, and New York too. Wait, we, I, I guess we did. did. Did I pick New York? I don't. Remember. I don't think you did. No, I think I did. Because no, you didn't pick Atlanta. I picked Atlanta and New York. Okay, well, I, I had too. Atlanta winning the. We whole were thing. wrong. That's all that matters. The only difference we had was you picked New York winning the whole thing, and I had... Uh, yeah. And yeah, so. so our brackets are shattered. I want to know, Micah, since we have to pick again, who do you have winning this World Series? Well, How many I think everyone already knows this <laughs> that needs to know, but I did pick the Nationals at five, and I'm going to stick with it. Right now I'm feeling good about it. They just beat Garrett Cole last night. I think the, the Astros messed up their chance already. They really messed up last night not winning that game. And they're going to have a hard time because this pitching staff is just so good. The Washington National pitching staff is so good. It not only, Max Scherzer didn't even play his best game and you couldn't beat him. Like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, there's Max Scherzer. Then you have to do a Steven Strasburg tonight. And then you, to, on game three, I believe it's going to be Anibal Sanchez because they put in Corbin in game one. Stay there for one second. Hello? 
Finally, he's on. <laughs> Finally, he's on. Hold your thought right. Hold, hold on the phone real quick. Mike is going to finish this point. But okay. with Patrick uh, Corbin pitching game one, he'll probably pitch game four. So that means you'll have Anibal Sanchez, who looked great against the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Man, they're going to have a hard time, man, scoring runs against this pitching staff. Literally, yeah. Max Scherzer literally played not his best outing. No, he didn't. He really was not anything flashy, but he did. He hung in there, man. He battled, and this is why I've been stressing so much that he is a Hall of Famer. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it at this point. You're right. If they win this series, it's a done deal. He's a first ballot. Done. Okay, so who is on the line right now? It is none other than Eddie Cardenas, who has been trying to call into the show <laughs> for like over a year, and he's he's watching the game right now. So I, I, that's why I, that's why I have him on right now. I did an audible. He's watching that's it. Right. What long time listener? <laughs> what do you what what you're watching the game? What's going on? How do you feel about these two teams? Strasburgers bringing the heat. He's already struck out twice. Struck out one batter. Bottom of the first. Uh, obviously, Altuve got a hit. Then he got greedy and tried to still try to still third. Got thrown out. Yeah. Um, Verlander not looking good. Verlander's not looking good. Not looking good. Well, his first four batters, you know, a couple base hits. Talk about uh, got a, you know, two runs scored on him, and then he kind of turned it on on the bottom of the order. Yeah. You know, got two strikeouts, but you know that was the bottom of the order for Washington. So it wasn't like you know this wasn't their. You know, the top of the order, they were hitting off of him. Yeah. He's not looking good. I feel like ever since they brought him back too early in the in the uh in the uh, championship game, yeah. He looks a little shaky. Do you think did you see this Nationals team um in the World Series when we started the playoffs? Did you think that they were gonna have a chance to get there? Of course not. You know, they got yeah. rid of, of one not. of their best players. A lot of people were thinking, hey, these guys may rebuild a little bit. And then what? They were they they started what sixteen and thirty something? Yeah, like sixteen and yeah. You know what it was, <laughs> Micah? Second Wait, to start yeah. of the season, they were nineteen and thirty one. Nineteen and thirty one. I believe it was going into May twenty six. Yeah. yeah. yeah they were second, nineteen and thirty one. Second to last place? Come on now. I know. Who would have ever thought? I mean that that'd be I I chopped them up next to the Rangers. Finish <laughs> down at the bottom. For real. I mean, and I know you have a lot of thoughts on people rooting for the Astros. You know, in this series, I mean, I, I assume you're rooting for the Nationals. Uh, I, I am rooting for the Nationals. I am not rooting for the Astros. <laughs> it was May I, I am a long time Texas Rangers fan. Yeah, I just cannot bring myself to root for the Astros. You know, DFW. You know, <laughs> season ticket holder. I love my Texas Rangers. I don't see myself rooting for Houston. I would never root. For the Texans, and I would never root for the Spurs. So, you know, I didn't even I root feel for, that, and I would never root for the Rockets either. So, yeah, no I, other I, teams I, but I Dallas. Bring myself essentially. And here's my thing: is that okay? Before I go, how many? Who do you have the Nationals winning? How many games? Oh, I, I think they're going to win the series. I think they win. no. But how many games are they going to win the series? How many games is going to take? Uh, I I'm saying six. You think six? So four to two. Six. Okay. I think four to one. I say six point. just but because I don't think um, the game. I, I don't think uh I don't think the guys got it in the long run. You know, yeah. 
I don't think the, the Houston pitching's got it in a long series. I think there is something about this Nationals team that is just that just you can see it and you can feel it is that it just might be their time. Are they the best team statistically? And do they have the most star-studded players? I would say no, compared to the other teams that were in the playoffs, like the Yankees and all those guys. But they're finding a way to get it done. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, last night they started slow. Uh, Houston came out on top, and then they just yeah. kind of they just creep back up on you. Their bullpen's a little deeper. Um, obviously, I, I heard Micah say in the background, I'm a little bit on a time delay because of, of just, you know, yeah. my direct TV or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, they tied it up. But, you know, Astros do that. I mean, Astros kind of score on you. But the Nats hang in there. They hang in yeah. there. They score twice. And they find a way. They go down. Like, in the series, how many times they've gone down? They've gone down four or five yeah. runs early in the innings, and then they just come back. Yeah, they've always, you know, they, they go down so many times. And you know this, Micah. They always find a way to get back in. And let's let's put it to this as well. I mean, and let's remember the wild card game. They were down three to nothing yeah. in the, after two innings. Yeah. Eighth inning down three one. They came back, won the game, and a winner take all. Game five down three nothing. They came back, and let's remember two different times. They were six outs away from being eliminated from the playoffs or or less, and they came back and won those games and won those respective series. So against some very it's good interesting teams to look too. at. Yeah, against against really good teams, but uh, really, really good teams. teams who I would never have said that they're going to win for real. And you know, I think this I think this team has got it. You, Micah, you think this team has got it? I'm picking Eddie. Eddie's going four to two um, with the Nationals. You're going four to one, Micah. Yes, Nationals. I think it's going to go. Max Scherzer is going to shut it down. I want to say seven, but. With the pitching that's that you've seen from the Nationals, I'm going six, four to two Nationals. And with that being said, as our as our segment's winding down, Mr. Cardinal's dream has finally come true. He's finally getting your bucket list, your your midlife crisis has been fulfilled. He's he has gotten to call in and gotten an answer on the show. Finally, that's right? I've finally got to Thanks get called in. With us, Eddie. Phone line got picked up, like I said, and I've always wanted to use the line. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, geez. Maybe we just didn't want to answer to you. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. But uh, all right, guys, we'll see. We'll see if we'll do this again. Thanks, Eddie. All right, no problem. Thank you so no, much. Have a good Eddie. one. All right, bye. Hundred times, I think he's called. Hundred <laughs> times. But hey, at least we got it the hundred and one time. <laughs> I, 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 he's watching the game. I had to do it. I had to throw the audible. I'm sure he feels good about himself now. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Before we got out of the segment, he came. We were we were at Com Day yesterday, which was Communication Day for anybody for that does like for the liberal arts uh, college here. Where you, it's an expo networking opportunities, and there we were doing, uh, we were having this this uh, speaker, as we always do every year, and they had this construction outside, <laughs> and it was so loud. Oh, and Eddie, Eddie's in his suit, tour. yeah, Eddie's in his suit, and he's got this this clip, he's got this folder with all his resumes, and all of a sudden he just closes that up after this big loud buzz from the from the uh, from the construction workers closes up. He walks out, makes this beeline outside, or I mean, almost outside the auditorium. Looks at me right before he goes in. He goes, "I'm gonna go handle this," and, and I go, "What exactly is he gonna do?" You know, they're construction workers. I didn't know what he was gonna do because I was like, "They're on a time schedule." I'm sure they had to figure out a way to, you know, they can't. I, I didn't know they could just stop. And I kid you not, 15 minutes later, silent. He comes back in. He goes, 
that's how you handle it. And he just walked back down and he sat in his seat and that was it. I, I was just like, all right, more power to you. I was, I was dying, but that's the little story of who Eddie is. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is a really cool story for the nationals, honestly. And, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they can win it because I know you're not rooting for the Houston Astros, nor am I, nor is a lot of these, uh, and Texas fans who are just sal- who are just salty about the Rangers not making well, it. Let's say what fair, it is. Hey, but to be fair, a lot of people shouldn't be rooting for them with the allegations against them. Oh, I see what you're saying. I so, get that. I mean, there's another reason to not root for those guys. <laughs> on this show, we, we on this show we talk about reasons why not to root for people. We find those. All right, I'm next going back to basketball. We're gonna break down this LA Clipper LA Los Angeles game. I mean, L.A. Laker game. <laughs> They're L.A. All, Los Angeles But Los Angeles is happening. LA it was an everywhere. incredible atmosphere. Felt like a playoff atmosphere. I can't wait to talk about that, Micah. Tensions I know you high. can't wait either. It looks like it's going to be a great rivalry down the stretch this season. Oh. Let's get into that next year on the Hot Seat. Listen to UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook, live Twitch. My name is Creighton Branch. Man next to me, Micah Ka. Micah Ka Cole. Micah. I'm gonna tell you again, man. You gotta join the League of Superheroes racing against child abuse. Five hundred children are currently waiting on the powerful voice of a CASA volunteer. You can be a superhero for abused children through CASA of Tarrant County's sixth annual superhero run. That is this Saturday, man. This fam- this family friendly five K and one mile run. Will take place as I just said, this Saturday, October 26, 2019, at the Vit Pavilion in Arlington. Mike, every child needs a hero, but abused children need superheroes. And for more information and to register, please visit speakupforachild.org. Kyle, go ahead and tell the, the fine folks that are listening to the show what you read. So, it looks like there was only one, one, mind you, quintuple double ever recorded. And of all in, people. In ever, ever history of basketball. <laughs> yeah. And this actually goes to a female. Yes. At the great high school of Duncanville, Tamika Catchings. God bless Texas. I quintuple double her senior year in 1997. And this was, uh, just to give the credit out, Munster found this. He was on Twitch. So one of my Twitch followers, thank you so much for this information. She had 25 points, 18 rebounds, 11 assists, 10 steals, and 10 blocks. Woo. Could you Woo. imagine uh, how those fans were feeling that night? Well, how she felt? That was that was definitely the um, the point in the time where you're like, you know what? That girl is going to be pro. She's going to be a professional player. Um, that's when if you didn't if you had doubts before that, you certainly didn't after. I want to give you this one before we get into the LA game. It's fantastic. That's awesome stats, but appreciate that info. I did not know that. That's great. Before we get into this LA game, um, Hakeem Olajuwon, I've been sent this. This is crazy. He is the only person in NBA history to record more than one quadruple double in a game. It's hard enough to get a triple double. It's hard enough to get a quadruple double. It's almost impossible to get two quadruple doubles. And he did it. Pretty remarkable. Um, And then obviously the closest thing after that, I mean, the best after that is Tamika. 
So that I mean that just proves that I mean it's how it, difficult yeah, it is to it's actually not easy. pull it off. Not easy. And I know that uh Somebody on the Warriors almost did it recently. That's what I'm saying. Probably. Was I it think Clay it, Thompson? Are you sure it's it, not Draymond Green? Or was it Draymond? I, don't I can't know. remember. But one of them would have had it if they just caught points. All right, next homework assignment. Oh, Somebody was figure that one out. Wasn't he the first triple-double in history to not get the points category? Yeah. yeah. That, that was insane. The fact, oh, you could have had it if you just gave him the ball. All right. Let's break down this L.A. game for a bit. This is the one everybody's talking about. This is the one that everybody was looking forward to coming into the season what oh. it was going to be like on opening day. Who? And one what? more little fun fact. She what? also played for the Indiana Fever yeah. from 2002 to 2016. And she was great. She's all-time all great. Yes. And that'll be forever remembered, that performance. Absolutely. So the Clippers-Lakers squared off last night in Staples Center. It was a Clippers home game. However, on the broadcast, Reggie Miller did say that it felt like there was two-thirds of the people there were Lakers fans. I'm not surprised. But... What we didn't know what we were going to get out of these two teams. I mean, we knew they had star, star-studded talent across the board, but you never know with the, with the first uh, game what's going to happen. And I kid you not, I watched this from start to finish. I watched both games from start to finish. This one did not disappoint. It was so much fun, and it just gets me so hyped Neither up. Neither of the games disappointed. No, you're night. right. It got me so hyped up for what we can see going down the stretch and also in the playoffs with these two teams. Kawhi Leonard brought it. Danny Green brought it. I thought that Anthony Davis brought it. LeBron James, nah, we'll talk about him in a bit. But he brought it on certain aspects of the game. Micah, I want to know what your takeaway was from seeing finally these two juggernauts. Who are the top two favorites to win the entire thing this year? What were your takeaways from this game? I loved what I saw, especially you know from LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They all looked good last night. Um... Quality win for the Clippers. That's not an easy uh, one to take. And yeah, even though it is early season, I mean, you both have the same disadvantages, a little bit of rust. Uh, So it's definitely, you know, uh, warranted, you know, that there might be a little rust on both sides, you know, might miss some shots that you normally would make, I mean, in a mid-season form. But all in all, I really, really enjoyed that performance last night. I mean, boy, it was everything you could have hoped for. I mean, LeBron literally was on triple-double watch last night. Danny Green even looked really good last night. And then Anthony Davis, double-double. Man, what else can you really ask for? And then on the the Clippers' side, you know, Kawhi Leonard had 30 points. And you had a lot of guys coming off the bench, like you had Harold Harkless, Williams, and Green, you know, all providing a nice spark off the bench. I mean... Man, you just can see the depth that the Clippers have, too. They look really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have any further points. Oh, oh, for sure. i got a lot to say about this good. game. Yeah, I think it was a great uh, all-around performance, you know. It's what we want as NBA fans. Yeah, I mean, and I tell you this. There's not a lot of times um, I can – I'm trying to think of just some of the past. Lonzo's debut, um, even though it wasn't that great, just, just the atmosphere around it. Uh, that was that was an incredible um, game, fan base wise. Um, LeBron re- coming to Los Angeles, playing his first game in the Staples Center is another one that I can remember. Um, LeBron playing his first game in Miami, that big three there, the atmosphere was insane. Uh, I'm just I'm just thinking of the ones off the top of my head. But what I'm trying to get with that is that man from from the jump. This one just something about it. You could just tell that 
it just felt different than most NBA games. The the intensity was just off the charts. The crowd was so into it. Um, I loved how hard all these players played, and it just felt like a playoff game already. And we're one. It was the first game of an eighty-two regular season game uh, schedule. I just couldn't believe it, and it was everything I thought it would be and more. And mad props to Anthony Davis, who's now in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. We know what he can do. Came from New Orleans. Wasn't I mean he was great in New Orleans, but he didn't get the recognition because New Orleans is seen as a small market in the NBA. And he dropped 25, had two blocks, two great blocks, I thought. Five assists, ten rebounds, seven of those defensive, three of those offensive, and shot eight of 21 from field goal range and nine of 14 from from the free throw line. That was remarkable. What else can I say about Danny Green? I mean, Danny Green... Seven of nine from the three-point line. Oof. At one point, had it at five for five, six for six, actually. And, I mean, I was sitting there when he hit those. And I was like, holy cow. And that was some, that was at some point in the third quarter. I was just like, oh, we have ourselves a ball game, man. It ended up getting tied by the end of that third quarter. He had 28 points. And then on the other side, the Clippers, I mean, just prove what kind of depth they've had. I mean, and just how well their defense is. Kawhi Leonard did not miss a beat. 30 points, 10 for 19. Played 32 minutes. Unbelievable he was. Patrick Beverly, only two points. But man, what that guy brings to you on the defensive side is unmatched. I mean, the intensity he brings. He literally, he always thinks that he he can take anybody. And I'm not saying he can't. But I mean, like, even if he went up, like, there was a point in the game last night where it was a jump ball between him and Anthony Davis, and he said, "He was like, he was like, I'm jumping this. I'm gonna get it. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Like, so what, what you want from yeah, the star he players. thinks when he steps on the court, nobody can get after him. And then Harold, Harold was great with 17 coming off. I mean, he played some great minutes, had some great rebounds, and obviously the Williams is just a walking, uh, 20 point." Per game score. I mean, easy. So, and everybody almost on these Clippers because they won, but I really think the plus minus really shows here in this first game with the Clippers. But to my next point, Mr. LeBron James, you were, I mean, it, it's not like his, his performance wasn't impressive, but man, I honestly believe that he might have been one of the worst players on this court last night. He did not have a good offensive game. I don't care what anybody says. I, what I saw, 7 of 19, 18 points. He did great. On, it, he's still, to me, the best passer in the game with 8 assists. Those passes he was making were incredible. 9 rebounds, and he had a couple blocks. He had one block that was really crucial. Um, but, man, 5 turnovers and 3 personal fouls. It just wasn't a great performance. And I do believe it's because he's getting up in age. I mean, I think you can finally see it, is that it's it's happening now. Yeah, he's crazy. It's not like he's washed up or anything. He's still really good for being as old as he is. But the LeBron James we know wasn't there last night. And I thought Danny Green outplayed him. I thought Anthony Davis for sure outplayed him. I thought Dwight Howard played some great minutes too. 
His stat line doesn't show it, but six those six rebounds really, really helped. Never hurts to get yeah. some rebounds. And it just there. it just kind of felt like LeBron James, I mean and you know Yes, he helped, but man, not that much. I just thought he was one of the worst players on the on the court. What was last his plus night. minus? Eight. Minus eight? Bad. No, it's not oh. bad. Yeah, no, it was minus eight. Oh, yeah, I it's not. Said, it's not the worst. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, that's not. And I, yeah, Jared Dudley's was minus twenty, but that's not fair. <laughs> so, but somebody on the bench, I won't count their minus twenty because they kind of have to go in when the coach says LeBron James and the guys in the starting bench. I mean, starting five kind of go in when they want to, so they really have more control of their plus minus. So, but yeah, a minus eight for LeBron James. I I thought the stat line was okay. But I definitely think he's going to have to improve, and I think he will improve. But Anthony Davis has got to play center because JaVel McGee, as good as he can be and has been, and he's a two-time champion, can't hold his own with half of these centers in the league. Anthony Davis can. They're, he's just not going to be able to play that position, if you ask me. And so another takeaway real quick is that before you continue with any of your points, I think the Lakers have to make some changes I mean, I know this is a brand new team, but I do think that they're going to have to switch somebody out and get somebody else um, because the shooting is just, it's not all there yet. And maybe that's just, they've, they've, they're going to figure it out. But I mean, the the depth is just not there with the shooting either. So the, the Clippers have it. I don't think the Clippers should change a single thing. Uh, but the Lakers, I think are going to have to make another move. Not somebody big. But just somebody that's going to fit in real nice. I thought Quinn Cook played some great minutes too. So, even though, I mean, not shooting wise, just effort wise. You got any other points? I don't think so, Creighton. I think you hit a good portion of the rest of them. Yeah, sorry I went ham on that. No, you're good. <laughs> I enjoy listening to you talk. I know. it's, um, <laughs> But it, it delivered exactly what we thought. And I know you're excited to see what. Imagine this kind I'm of. excited with This NBA atmosphere. Yeah. This is the first want. time that I. In forever, I mean, ever, even even the early 2000s, that nine teams I think can legitimately win series and go to the finals and win the finals. There are nine teams that could beat up beat up on each other and win, and you don't see that often. You haven't seen that in the past four or five years now, but here we are. Yeah, and so it's I'm, been a while. I know. I mean, a lot of teams just weren't able to compete with. Golden the LeBrons State. of the world and, and Golden State, and Golden State, and man, <laughs> I know this just really wasn't anybody. But if you can have this kind of atmosphere over seven games in the playoffs, especially it being the playoffs, what you got last night in a regular season game, oh, this is gonna be fun. Especially if it goes seven games. I mean, this is exa- I haven't, I haven't. I mean, I was smiling halfway through this man because I just was like, man, this is so great. This is exactly what we need. Everybody's giving 100% effort. Everybody's diving for balls. Everybody is, you know, nobody's taking off. I mean, even though it was the first game, nobody's taking off. Everybody's playing as hard as they can. And the crowd was into it. And Danny, you want. Danny Green was getting after it. And this game was tied at the end of the third quarter. And it was close at the beginning of the fourth. And you had you had stare downs from LeBron to Beverly. Um, to Beverly and... And Kawhi with the dunk, and I was—I mean, there was just—I was thinking about like Anthony Davis is on the floor, LeBron James is on the floor. I mean, even like, okay, Danny Green, I'll give Danny Green. Um, Dwight Howard was on the floor. Kawhi Leonard, Zubac, Beverly, 
Harold was all the, all those guys were on the floor at the same time. So it's like, oh, this is this, <laughs> this is, is incredible. Fantastic. And Dwight Howard's not even that good anymore. But man, he played some quality minutes last night. I think he's going to be a really nice piece for Los Angeles this year. Any other points for you out of this segment? Well, I, I think that's a testament to how good the Western Conference is going to be yeah. this year, and just how competitive it's going to be. Um, I think me and you agreed that it's going to be awesome to see such a competitive mindset here this year, and. I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, the entire season, actually, now. It's not just going to be the NBA Finals between Golden State and whoever LeBron's on. There's going to be so many games it's that gonna are going to be, be close. so many intense series, so many intense games. Every game is going to count, especially in the Western Conference. As I mentioned to you, there is no game. You can circle and say, um, easy. Yeah. Nope. No, that is not, not a thing in the Western Conference. Every team is going to be a tough out. Everyone. Literally um. everyone. You guys need to check out the season. Get if your you can vi- name one team in this conference that isn't good, <laughs> no. please tell me. I know. I think I everybody's going to be able to beat everybody. Yeah. You guys go get your league passes this year. It's going to be fun to watch all these teams as much as you can. <laughs> Before we get out of here, Draymond Green was the guy that almost came close to uh, having another uh, quintuple double. So that was that was who we were talking about. It was Draymond Green. Okay. Yeah, and he's also, yes, the first player ever to record a triple-double without scoring 10-plus points. Holy cow. He scored nine that's, that. That's he scored, weird. I do remember, yeah, he, he scored, couldn't score two more points? No, nah, he, scored, more he point? scored nine points that night. Yeah, it was strange. <laughs> what was the free-throw percentage that night? Uh, oh, I don't know. He didn't even shoot that many free-throws. Uh, right? If he didn't shoot any free-throws, then never mind. Yeah. It doesn't matter. All if right. He, if he missed like five or six free-throws, then, well, it's your own fault. <gasps> On our last segment here, sticking with the NBA, a certain Hall of Famer said that a current player by the name of Steph Curry, is not a Hall of Famer right now. He would not get in if he was re- if he retired. We're going to discuss that when we return. Listen to the hot seat here on utradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, and SoundCloud. My name is Micah Cole alongside Creighton Branch. And Creighton, for the final time, Join the League of Superheroes, racing against child abuse. 500 children are currently waiting on the powerful voice of a CASA volunteer. You can be a superhero for abused children through CASA of Tarrant County's 6th Annual Superhero Run. This family-friendly 5K and 1-mile fun run will take place on October 26, 2019 at the Leviat Pavilion in Arlington. Every child needs a hero, Creighton, but abused children need superheroes. For more information and to register, please visit speakupforachild.org. That's it. Been a fun time with that that uh, liner. Maybe we'll just read it next week, just to just be just for old time's sake. It's given us trouble. <laughs> We've conquered it. It's been a fun ride. <laughs> yeah. All right, Micah. That's our last segment of the hot seat here, as it is famously right past the hour. Of eight o'clock. <laughs> That's all good. We're okay. So, I said before the show. I mean, before the break, Steph. Some some Hall of Famer said Steph Curry, if he retired now. Well, essentially, he didn't say that, but he said he's not a Hall of Famer, which would assume if he retired now, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. That man was none other than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Some would say the greatest basketball player of all time. A lot of people have a lot of thoughts about this, Micah. Stephen Curry Definitely an interesting topic is a career 23.5 points per game score, averaging 4.5 rebounds a game and 6.6 rebounds. Right now, he 
is at 47.7% career field goal range, 43% from the three-point line career, and 90% from the free throw line on his career out of 694 games played. All right, Micah. Is MJ right? I love Michael Jordan. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's right. Steph Curry's done more than anyone could ever have. He's the best three-point shooter this game has ever seen. If you can name a better three-point shooter, please tell me because I want to see his footage immediately. Man, that guy, dude pulls up for threes like I've never seen before. He's the most confident person I've ever seen on the court. He is a Hall of Famer if he retires right now. He's three championships. Yeah. Surprisingly, he doesn't have a finals MVP. No, That's really he strange. does not. As good as he's been. He also, but he does have two MVPs. Well, I mean, you're right. why is he not done? He's got six All-Stars, six All-NBAs, two MVPs, regular season MVPs. He was Still. a 2015-2016 scoring champion. 2009-2010 All-Rookie team and three-time NBA champ. Holy cow. The only knock on him is that he hasn't always performed in the playoffs, the finals, as people would expect. He's been really good, but not Steph Curry caliber, and that could be a reason. Well, but he's a big reason why they got to those finals in the first place. Oh, absolutely. Place, so it's like, without him, do you even get there? No. Exactly. Probably not. But Exactly. So what are you complaining about? The knock about? on him is that, you know, maybe he hasn't shown up as much in the finals, and that's why he doesn't have finals MVPs. Because if they would have won that series against Cleveland, an argument can be made that Draymond Green was going to take home that one. Um, that night, oh, and then sure. obviously on Iggy Andre Iguodala won the first one. Kevin Durant. I mean, what else is there to say? So losing to Kevin Durant's not a, Kevin Durant's that's not, not a bad. A, that's I'm no not going to knock him on, on that, that one. But, but yeah, no, I mean, you're going to base it on Finals MVPs. Uh, really. No, oh, like, that's what you're going to knock him for. <laughs> I mean, he did not just say everything else that's the you argument. could possibly ask him to do. Uh, what what more can you ask him to do? He's won three championships. Not many people could say they've done that. No, you're right, and he's probably not done yet. And no, I don't think he's done yet. I think he still has another one or two. I think he's going to win two more two. sometime. He's going to end up being so five times. He'll have five. He'll be Kobe. He'll be Kobe <laughs> talk when it comes to championships. I, it is. I mean, when you read that, when you read those it's stats, a very, it's just such a very rare class to get three among all sports. And knowing how easy it is to get into the NBA Hall of Fame, being a three-time NBA champ, a six-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, and two-time league MVP. And, and how old is he now? He is now 31. He's still in his prime. Oh, heck yeah. He's still got plenty and of tank And all left. the places he was born, I remember this. They were, <laughs> he's born in the same hospital as uh, LeBron James was. Holy cow. Yeah. No wonder why he was so good. <laughs> yeah. Akron, Ohio. I guess uh, some of the the, right. the juice was uh, spread around there. I don't know. But <laughs> Steph Curry is hands down. We'll see what Kevin Durant can do by the end of his career. But as of right now, Kevin Steph, Steph Curry we'll is the greatest on. shooter I've ever seen on terms of pull up from anywhere in the court, and I think it's going in. And I think he's proven that <laughs> time in after time out. Uh, and dude, there's sometimes I'm just like, really? And it's like, oh my How did he do that? Yeah, you go, how, how really? on earth did he do that? Like, honestly, he just pulls up and shoots it. I'm like, what are you doing? And, and the fact that, I'm like, really? The fact that he's shooting 43%, career 43% from three-point range is remarkable. <laughs> there is not a lot of players that can shoot 35% career <laughs> three-point range. And so the fact that he's doing that is just so amazing. And I agree with you. I don't think... Uh, Michael Jordan is right. 
off of everything that I know the Hall of Fame is to be, a lot of people get in. It's honestly probably the easiest Hall of Fame to get into. The NFL is definitely the hardest. MLB is not easy either. No, the NBA, no. it seems like almost a lot of people that win one championship, maybe not even, get in. So this dude is already what? Top 30 all time? Yeah. Maybe? It's not even a question. I would think so, right? Just to based off. And he's the, obviously, if we're saying he's the best shooter ever, <laughs> how could he not be a Hall of Famer already? Exactly. He's the greatest three-point shooter we've ever seen. I know. So, greatest. He also, I also like his uh, little layup move. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> it, it's so cl- Especially on 2K, whenever you do that to me. Oh, man. I'm just like, really? <laughs> me do it to a, you? Yeah. And was, I don't know he if has they that were... weird pop to it. But do you... It's crazy. Do you think... I don't think it was a shot. I don't know if he was trying to diss Steph Curry. No, I, I don't think so. It's just, I think he went a little too far to say that he wasn't a Hall of Famer already. If this was the MLB, even then, you know, I'd still think he'd be on there. I want, I wonder what, I want to know what Michael Jordan's criteria is for Hall of Fame. Because it honestly. I don't, I don't see what he hasn't done. Well, it might be better. Michael Maybe, Jordan's criteria might be a lot higher than. You know, the, the actual hall of than the actual hall of fame requirements, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I honestly am curious to hear what his requirements would be, if I mean, because obviously he's not on that committee. I just want to know what more he's got to do. What more know. has he got to do? Win three more, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's his criteria, and win a couple finals MVPs. I don't know, but man, at, at least for his criteria, that I would think. But I think he's done it. I mean. I guess if you win a championship again and get that finals MVP, you know, that might silence a lot of critics. But, I mean, it's not like he hasn't been good in the playoffs. Yeah. To say that would be ridiculous. Well, I remember, I remember when, when the, from what, Steph Curry in the playoffs. When they were really rocking and going, Steph was um, sick or hurt, or I think it was sick, and they were playing the Pelicans. It was the first year they won. And he came out and dropped 17 in overtime. Wait, I thought that was Portland. Yeah, it was I New think, Orleans. It was? Yeah. I'm, sure? I'm, I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty sure it was Portland. You can look Maybe at... it was both. Because I think it was the same year because there was a... Because they were in Portland. It was game they four also and they went to New overtime. Orleans. I know they also played New Orleans. They went to overtime a lot that year. Yeah, they went to overtime. If you want to look it up, I'm down, but... um, I know I know that two of them had a crazy overtime. All I know is that I he scored 17 points at once in overtime in the playoffs. Because I remember on their a run. Zert comeback against Portland, and he just dropped like 25 points or something stupid. Unbelievable. So, no, I, I do I do think that. I, th- I think Jordan's wrong here. Um, I think he's already a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, what? D- I mean, Michael Jordan's more than willing to say whatever he wants because yeah. I mean, no, you're right. He's, he, he's the greatest player. And if his criteria game. is something else, then I'm cool with that. I mean, it's his it's his view. But on the so basis, I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay what he's saying. I'm just saying based on what I've seen yeah. and what what the Hall of Fame has seen. Yeah, and who no, gets in the no Hall of Fame? Right? Steph Curry's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right, let's do some pickles before we get out of this show. What do you All got? Right, let's get a couple. Let's start in the NBA. All right. Uh, there's quite a few good games this weekend, Creighton, but there's a couple I want to point to, and two of them. The, how about the Orlando Magic and the Atlanta Hawks? Who's playing at home there? That is Atlanta. the Hawks. It's um, the Hawks. Oh, man. Mo Bamba against Trey Young. I think Atlanta's going to pull this one out for the first game. I, I think, I think they're going to come Saturday, out blazing. And I think they're going to come out and play well. 
I will take Atlanta as well. I think Trey Young's going to have a great first game. Now we also have a great game on Sunday. The Dallas Mavericks at home against the Portland Trailblazers. Who do you have, Creighton? Oof, that's going to be a it's going to be a tough game. Matchup. It's going to be a good game, and it is it, it, so going to be Luca, Luca, and yeah, Luca, Porzingis, and McCollum, and Lillard, Dame Dalla. But I think Luca is going to have a great game on that Sunday, and at home too. At home, they play. You know, they play really good at home. They played really great at home last year. They were twenty-four uh, and seventeen last year. Yeah, that was that's a great record or good record. I think I think the Mavericks are going to pull out. Tonight and pull out Sunday and start two and zero. There you go. I love it. Uh, actually, that would be three and zero. Because Friday would yeah. be you'll have a game You're on right. Friday. I too, forgot so. they have another game. It's three and zero. Uh, you think three and zero? Okay, I hope so. All right. Moving on, let's get to the NFL. Uh, the Eagles and the Bills on Sunday. Huh. I'm gonna pick the Eagles here to <laughs> really? avenge the loss. Yeah, really? I really am. I think they're gonna find a way. Um, I think they're gonna come out, run the ball better than they usually have. And I think Carson Wentz is going to have a good game because he's not playing us. <laughs> he's going to have a good enough game to win. Who do you got? I would agree with you. Yeah. But since that locker room is just so split up right <laughs> now, man, I, I, could, I just can't see the Eagles pulling it together. I'm going to take the Bills by 10 points. Okay. So I think that they'll come out swinging. And, and plus, the Bills didn't look good last week. Yeah, they won the game, but they did not look great against the Dolphins. So I think they have a bounce-back game here, even though it was a win technically, but on paper. Okay, I like this matchup coming up this week. Um, The Cardinals are starting to figure some things they out are. with Kyler Murray. Yeah, some I've got to like wrong. what he's Some seeing. people are wrong about Kyler Murray. So. Uh, uh, Joe. All right. But we got the Saints and the Cardinals this weekend in New Orleans. I think that'll be a good matchup. I love what Teddy Bridgewater is doing. He is the best backup right now, statistically, record-wise, in the league. So I'm gonna rock with New Orleans, especially being at home. It's gonna be a fun offensive game, but I'm I'm picking the Saints. I'll tell you what, Creighton, I would pick. I would pick Arizona if they were at home. Yeah. Just because. Really. Man, he's really been looking he good has. the last couple of weeks. He has. But I gotta pick New Orleans. Teddy Bridgewater has been too good. Um, that team is so good, and that's why they're gonna be in very much a contender to win the whole thing this year. Uh. You know, more than ever. You can see it. Just You have a backup quarterback come in and do perfect ever since Drew Brees has been out. For That's real. Fantastic. I'll take, I'll take New Orleans in this one. One more along the NFL. The Packers and the Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. It was the Blazers. Good job, Cod. That was New Orleans. You're good. That's why, you, that's why I say, Cod knows the stats in his head like un, un, unlike anybody else. So, continue. Oh, I said the last game, Sunday Night Football, oh. Green Bay, and the Chiefs. No Patty Mahomes, though. It's funny. I know somebody that's, that's going to go to this game because of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh. And now they got to still go to the game, oh. but Mahomes won't be playing. Aaron Rodgers is a beast right now. That's, but Pat, the Kansas City's still at home, and they're tough, they're tough out at home. But I'm going to rock with the Green Bay Packers to win this game. Just because of the momentum they're bringing in, they're starting to click. Aaron Rodgers and Flora starting to get going, coaching wise and quarterback wise. I'm picking Green Bay to win by ten. You know what? I think Patrick Mahomes is going to get a little backup here. Oh, ho, ho. and a little help. They're going to win. Gonna huh? Actually, take Kansas City wow. by three at home over the Green Bay Packers. Wow. They're going to get an upset. They're going to get overlooked. 
I think, here in this situation, and they're yeah. going to come out and surprise some people. All right. All right, let's move on. Just one one big game this weekend okay. from the college football scene. And I'll tell you what, this one's going to be right here in Fort Worth, Texas and TCU, one and a half for Texas. Everybody's going to pick TCU because of the Kansas game. <laughs> no. But I'm going to take Texas by three touchdowns. I think the fact that TCU think- is favored. Is gonna really no, no no it's Texas by one and a half. Oh now it is. It was two and a half two days ago. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, the fact that TCU was ever favored in this game is going to upset a lot of Texas people. A lot of the players are going to go out there. I think showing that they just kind of slept on Kansas, you know, because of the it, the hangover loss from Oklahoma. I think they win this game by eighteen points. I think they win by four scores. I think Whoa. they just got a train wreck. Oh, 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 man. Four touchdowns. hey oh, Four touchdowns? Yep. I think they're going to come out and train wreck TCU. Wow, wow, wow. Kind of show them the business out here. Okay. But With that being said. You want to do one more? Because there is a massive matchup in LSU this weekend. Is it who I think it is? LSU and Auburn. Yeah. That's going to be the tee-up to LSU-Alabama. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, last one. We'll get out of here. That's a crazy matchup. It's I'm tough. surprised it was ten and a half in favor of LSU. I'm gonna pick LSU because of the offense. Be 10, but I don't know. It's gonna be close. Gonna be close. But it, because the offense is gonna prevail, and I just think Joe Burrow is going to make the necessary throws and plays that he's gonna have to that Bo Nix is not ready to make yet on the Auburn side. Who do you have? I'm gonna roll with a crazy pick and over time and over really? time LSU. The- by one point. Oh my gosh. They're going to win 21-20. Okay. I got LSU by seven. They're not going to cover, but it's going to be coming down to the very end. Auburn's going to miss an extra point in those in well, overtime. We'll see. It's going to be a fun weekend for all all sports. Oh, yes. Across the, uh, the spectrum. There's plenty to watch. What? There's plenty to watch this oh, weekend. Oh, absolutely. So th- there's and the, no excuses. And the best part is the NBA. Whatever you're into, you, you got it, probably. The NBA is officially back. We are here, and we will be getting into that over the next few weeks and months until we have to get off the air, unfortunately. But for Christmas, we got a lot of time left before that happens. So <laughs> go watch the World Series. Go watch hey, the man. NBA. Go watch college football or the NFL. We got them all, NHL. But hey, Creighton, what? Uh, before we go, let's talk a little bit about these podcasts. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to be take... starting to... I got to get off the air, Cobb, but we're going to be starting the podcast uh, next, I guess, m- m- Monday, try Monday? Yeah. All right, we'll start we're next gonna, Monday. We're, we're going to start... Monday. We'll be on Twitch. We're going to start pushing it out. We'll um, try Facebook Live. Just going to go more in depth to what we talk about here, uh, break down the games in a more statistical and analytical way uh, than we usually do on here, and maybe specific games, too. So be on the lookout for that. With that being said, my name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me, Micah, Ka, Cole. Go check out whatever sports you want to listen and watch over the weekend because you have them all good at your availability. We'll be here next week, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. This is the hot seat here on utaradio.com. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.